Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Cincinnati from Cincinnati. Sponsored in part by Skyline Chili. Stop by Skyline Chili for a three-way or cheese coney today. Feeling good? It's Skyline time. This is ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. Good afternoon. Happy Thursday. Welcome aboard the latest edition of Cincy 360 on ESPN 1530. Cincinnati Sports Station. Don't you know, pump it up. You got to pump it up. Don't you know, pump it up. You got to pump it up. Don't you know, pump it up. We had 509 beer cups. That's a lot. I asked myself, would you give your life for Joe Burr? Yes. Because he gave his life for you. Yes. sure all right here we go welcome in we are a service of our friends at skyline chili right here on espn 1530 cincinnati sports station and uh very very grateful to have you along with us big 12 media day tone big 12 media day day number two which means the bearcats are at the podium, which means Scott Satterfield is speaking. Let's go. We're going to grab some of that audio, ideally. Coach Sat. Already announcements being made as it relates to uh, formerly one of the highest rated recruits ever at the University of Cincinnati, Evan Prater, will now be playing receiver. Oh. For the Cincinnati Bearcats. Really? That's it. Official. Officially official. What if he's a better receiver than he is a quarterback? Great question. We'll talk that. Along with head coach Scott Satterfield. Did we have good players or good chemistry? We're going to find out. That's a big question. Now, uh, segment one's going to be a little shorter today because at 12-15, Wes Miller. Let's go. Head coach of the Bearcats. Wessie ball game. I got goosebumps already just thinking about it. <laughs> this, uh, this roster, uh, the areas from last year to this year that needed to be addressed – the waiver claims, that outlook on the Big 12, the facilities, the Jordan brand, everything going on at the University of Cincinnati. We'll speak to the head man, Wes Miller. Let's go. What else have we learned? Are you going to ask Coach Miller for some Jordan gear? Yes. Okay. I will also ask Coach Miller if he needs a practice guy. If he needs oh, a 6'6 six, really? six guy to come out and, and, and space the floor. Just give the guys a look. And knock down the jumpers. Okay. I'll ask him all of that. In are just you, a few are you volunteering Joe Frederick? Because you're not talking about yourself, are okay. you? Okay. Oh, that would be a conflict because CJ's on the team. Oh. Well, Can't I mean, that's that. what I'm saying. You want to get the best out of, no, out of CJ, can. throw Joe out there. Oh. Joe's got an experience. Okay. Obviously, a great three point shooter. Let's ask. We might long ask time, Joe. Long time basketball coach. We might ask Joe. And then maybe after practice, you and Joe go one on one. Deal. Who says no? Who says no? All My right. wrist currently. Okay. But outside of that, I'll be ready to go. Are you going to ask him who's a better shooter right now, CJ or Joe? We'll see. Okay. I just uh, want to know if you're going to ask the tough questions or not. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, one of those being Jordan Gear coming uh, this way to our Kenwood studio. Uh, FC Cincinnati last night. How about heart? How about guts? Mm. How about a 2-1 victory over the New York City Red Bulls? Heart, hustle, and muscle. Listen to this. Extremely shorthanded. No Vasquez, no Miazga, no Pat Noonan. No problem. Uh, who missed because of the death of his father. So we send our, our, our wishes to Pat yes. Noonan. But a shorthanded team. Dominic Kinnear at coach. You'll hear from uh, him after Dominic. the game. Dominic. And uh, how about this stat? Last night, let's say you're watching the broadcast. FC Cincinnati down 1-0 at the half. Odds were not in the favor of the orange and blue because last night, going into the second half, FC Cincinnati 0-46-6 wow. when trailing at the half. In the history of FC Cincinnati, they had not won when trailing at the half. Last night they did. That's and we, we don't like uh, to downplay a negative for the U.S. men's national team who lost last night on penalty kicks to Panama, but guess what? Mm. Here comes Brandon Vasquez and Matt Miazga back to the team, <laughs> and here comes number two in the MLS to TQL Stadium on Saturday. And uh, a team in, in uh, Nashville that is going to be missing one of their players because of uh, the Gold Cup, and then I think had two players get assigned red cards uh, last night, which will lead them to missing Saturday's game. Mm. If I'm not mistaken, okay. So the opportunity will be right there in front of uh, of FC Cincinnati to take down uh, Nashville. Unbelievable at home. Unbelievable. So you get one verse two Saturday night at TQL Stadium. You get one verse two in the NL Central Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Let's go at Great American Ballpark. And we now know at least a peek into the weekend because we know what the pitching staff looks like going into the weekend. We will get to that. We'll talk about the magnitude of this series because there's a lot of times where I, I feel like, and, and I'm I'm as guilty as anyone to do this, you put so much on one series. Like I put so much into that four-game set against the Brewers um, back when uh, early June when, when Andrew Abbott made his start in game four that I thought on that day, well, it's done. Yep. Reds are out of it. It's over. Is it fair to put more magnitude on just one series knowing there's only six more opportunities left against the Brewers, and you've got to figure this team out at some point, not to mention both of these teams, a pretty hard slate to start the second half of the season. I don't think it would be fair to say that the six games against Milwaukee this month are the most important of the season. We'll talk about that. Here's what we'll do. We'll hand out some first-half awards. Let's go. Um, ESPN graded the Reds' first half. They got an A. Well, of course. Not bad. And we'll play a little game called Dead or Alive. Any, I'm going to give you some. And I'm going to give you some Major League Baseball teams. Okay. And I want you to tell me as the second half gets underway, is that team dead or alive? Okay. I like For that. instance, we can play the song. Correct. For instance, dead the Mets. The Mets have come out and said we're not selling. Right. We're going all in. There's seven back of the wild card right now. On the other end, the St. Louis Cardinals are in sell mode. So let's play some dead or alive with some other teams in Major League Baseball. The Mets... Yeah, I found it interesting what John Smoltz said about the Mets during the All-Star game. They're only 18 and a half out of the East. Right. You know? Uh-huh. So who knows what can happen. But we'll talk uh, some other MLB teams. Uh, the ESPYs last night uh, announced LeBron, said that he's not done. 
Mm-hmm. What a gift to the league. LeBron's coming back for another year. Good for the league. DeMar Hamlin was absolutely fantastic. Very um, cool. Very, very he, cool. Uh, he gave the Pat Tillman Award to the training staff of the uh, Buffalo Bills and Liam Hendricks, who battled stage four cancer. And uh, what I found out last night watching, did, did you get to see the, the Liam Hendricks piece? I did not, no. So 2022, what has been come to find out, he pitched all of that season with cancer. His wife was the one that was watching one of his games and and noticed lumps in his neck. She asked him to get it looked at. He did, and they found he was already in stage four. He has this unbelievable comeback. He comes back after uh, chemo and everything else. He's pumping the ball at 96 still. He gets the Jimmy V Award last night. Uh, Really cool. Chiefs won team of the year, and – they also did a, a marvelous piece on the United States women's national soccer team. Yes. Uh, and how they have fought tooth and nail over the last several years for equal pay and how they were able to to achieve that. So very cool as that team gets set starting in a week from now as uh, the Women's World Cup gets underway in New Zealand. There we go. So be prepared for that mentally, physically, emotionally, and, of course, spiritually, Tony. Uh, we have that. I, I do want to spend a few minutes today talking – this whole Chiefs thing, like there, there were people yesterday. Can you believe you know that that Mahomes conversation on the the Netflix uh, quarterback documentary? I I took that as a compliment to the Bengals. Yeah, well, I don't understand why people what what the disconnect is. All Patrick Mahomes said, and if you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix. It's a quarterback series. They were given a little peek into everything, and Mahomes after they beat the Jaguars was literally talking to his dad and a couple others, and he said, who do you think is going to win between Buffalo and Cincinnati? And so Mahomes, who do you want to play? Yeah, Mahomes gives this thought-out answer of why he thinks who's going to win, and then he says, I think we match up better against Buffalo, but I want to play Cincinnati because we haven't beat them and they keep talking. Yep, That's a compliment. Yes. You want to play against the best. And you're allowed to talk if you win. Thank you. So the Bengals were talking. Thank you. Uh, Kenyon Martin and the UC Bearcats made a list of uh, the biggest 25 what-ifs of the last 25 years in college basketball. need to be reminded about that. UK basketball, I thought, had a pretty solid start yesterday. And it's the Global Jam. Uh, Yes. They played against Germany. They win 81-73. A good start for them. We're going to talk chains. Jalen Daniels, the quarterback at Kansas. I was cringing. He wore a chain yesterday at Big 12 Media Day that ran through all of his highlights from last year. Not cool. He, he kind of gave the, the answer like, I just want to look down and remember this is why I'm here. Ugh. Really just giving you know, thanks to himself. You play for Kansas, bro. Correct. But uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. also threw a chain out. Ronald Acuna on the red Jr. Carpet. can do whatever he wants. Now, his chain was him, you know, given that too small signal. World Series MVP yeah. and about to be the National League MVP. We call that chain gang. World Series champion. Chain gang. I don't want to hear anything about Ronald Acuna Jr. Mark Zuckerberg looks ready for a fight. Yes, he does. You know, he's training with that conversation. That conversation the other day about uh, him versus Elon. Yeah. Bad day to be Elon. He, uh... He's been training with uh, Israel Adesanya and Alexander Volkanovsky. Let's go. Good it's gracious. Good gracious. Uh, it's and, like those high school quarterbacks training with you. Unbelievable. That's it's exactly right. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to do a little bit of a dive 
into what's happening at the White House at some point today. We have to talk because about there's it. no baseball, we there's no football. We got to we got to talk about it. We got to keep our leaders and we, we, we got to hold them accountable. Everyone will be held accountable. We're going to make a case for everybody in the White House, including our callers. So I know we've got Mark on the phone already. Here's what's going to happen though: when we come back, he's got a super tight schedule, so we're leading off with the man in charge of the Cincinnati basketball, men's basketball program. It is Wes Miller. And then after that, we'll get to your phone calls. Of course, we have talkbacks. Bombshell news yesterday with President Ronald Reagan mm. announcing he won't run for a, uh, a second term. Tough. Opening the door for many. Let's see who kicks that door in today. All of this still ahead between now and 3 o'clock on ESPN 1530. Cincinnati Sports Station, a service of our good friends at Skyline Chili. Cincinnati Sports Station. All right, welcome back. Cincy 360, ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. A service of our good friends at Skyline Chili. Anytime you're feeling good and hungry, it is Skyline time. Big 12 Media Day underway for the Cincinnati Bearcats football team. Scott Satterfield in uh, in Dallas. We will get to that later on. The uh, The men's basketball program is uh, is wrapping up a, a great offseason under head coach Wes Miller. A lot of new additions to the team, a lot going on. Let's uh, let's talk about some of those with the man himself, Wes Miller, joining us right now. Coach, what's going on? What's up, Tony? How you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? Oh, good, good. Just just hard hard at work here over in Clifton. Let's just let's just get right to the the important stuff first. What's somebody got to do to get some of this new Jordan gear going on at the University of Cincinnati? <laughs> that is the important stuff. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's good to be it's good to be aligned. Uh, with with a brand that's synonymous with Cincinnati basketball again, um, and you know I'm biased because I was aligned with that brand as a college player, and have, have always enjoyed it personally. But uh, I, one of the first times I saw college basketball players wearing Jordan gear was at Cincinnati uh, back in the '90s and early 2000s. So it's it's good to be aligned back with that. It is not the most important thing, but it is pretty damn cool, and we're excited about it. Where do you get it? Uh, hopefully we'll have more out there to purchase here in the fall, but it happens so abruptly in the spring. You know, we're just now getting product for our players. And yeah. Hopefully they'll have a bunch of product out this fall that, that fans can buy. When What goes into so So not just Jordan brand, but facilities and everything else. In today's recruiting landscape, how much of a role does that play? It's obviously not the end-all, be-all, but when you are recruiting and going after the talent that you have been going after, having Jordan Brand in your back pocket, having these facilities and the upgrades and going into the Big 12, all of that adds up in, in efforts that you're putting together for recruiting as well. 100%. Tony. I don't think you can say that one thing is the end-all, be-all in recruiting. It's like recruiting is putting a puzzle together, right? And the way we look at it is that every small detail matters. When, when it comes to the, the apparel, uh, I don't think kids are going to make decisions based on apparel, but but certainly they want to be somewhere where they align with it. And, you know, I think that initial attraction, it helps, right? When it comes down to decision time, I think you'd hope that it's about things deeper than that. But that initial attraction, that uh, getting involved, I, I think it makes us more relevant culturally. I think it makes us cooler. And, and that's what UC basketball has always been cool in my lifetime. And so that is it is important. That stuff does add up. The the Big Twelve Conference. We we've talked a lot on this show about um, the Big Twelve and not only football but basketball. Uh, the the best conference in in college basketball. 
uh, how much of that when you're now recruiting is going up against knowing you're going to have to go to, to Allen Fieldhouse. You're going to have to go to, to some of the, the toughest places to play. They're going to have to come here as well. Uh, but what does that do as well for the, the recruiting landscape and the way that you try to shape your roster? Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It elevates the program. Um, it, it really does. You know, I think we found when we got here, because of the brand of Cincinnati, you know, of UC, of Cincinnati basketball, we could get on the phone with anybody, right? Pe- people would take our phone calls and listen to us. But at the end of the day, the best players want to play in the best leagues. Now we're in the best basketball league in the country. You know, the best competitors, they want to compete against the best. And so, so we're there. So it's really helped elevate our recruiting efforts because kids want to play in those environments. They're seeing players get drafted, you know, from the league that we're going into. So it helps in every way. But it also means that, that you know, we got to operate at a higher standard here, you know, in, in everything that we're doing. And, and that, that's why we're kind of hard at work and have a fire in our belly every day. We use the term urgency in sports a lot. How much does that now correlate to knowing about that Big 12 conference and saying, look, you can't afford to start slow out of the gate. You can't afford to slip up in the non-conference because it's that much harder. And we've seen teams in the Big 12, you know, the ultimate goal, get to the NCAA tournament, win championships. But do, do, do you sense that urgency already in your team and understanding, okay, that's the conference you got to come out firing on all cylinders in the non-conference to get that season underway the right way. Oh, you said it. Yeah, I think there was a team. I think West Virginia was seven and eleven in league play last year and made it to the NCAA tournament. And that just tells you that nationally, the respect that that everybody has for the league that they thought that that was one of the best teams in the country and they were seven and eleven in league. It also tells you how difficult the league is. That one of the better teams in the country, a team that got an at-large bid was that far below 500. I mean, as you mentioned, we're entering into something that's exciting, that's going to make, you know, every night and every game extremely competitive. Uh, but there's an urgency to get to a higher level quickly. And so we have a crazy urgency. Um, I'd like to think that as a basketball coach and as a program, it doesn't matter what, you know, whether we're playing Division Five or we're, we're playing for the national championship, we have a crazy urgency to get better every single day. Uh, but it, it, make no mistake about it, knowing where we're going, you know, that there's a certain sense of urgency that, that that's there for sure, Tony. Uh, when you finished last season and, and you looked at the roster and, and you look at what's going ahead, what were some of the biggest areas that you wanted to address to get more of your system in play here at the University of Cincinnati? And, and how did you go about that with some of the players you added? 
Yeah, a couple things. I think, you know, uh, going into the league we're going into, you have to have experience. You have to be old. It is an old league. It's one of the oldest leagues in all of college basketball. So we had to have that experience and maturity, and we wanted to address that in the transfer portal. We we really wanted to address length and athleticism. You know, we, we want to play uh, up and down the floor. We want to play fast. We want to play above the rim on both sides of the ball, right? We want to have rim presence defensively. We want to be able to, to have lob threats on offense. Um, we, we wanted to make sure we addressed our playmaking and our shooting because we felt like we were losing so much of that with, with what was walking out the door. So those were some of the biggest things. But the, the main thing every day, Tony, is that we're adding guys that fit the things that we really value in terms of our approach and mentality every single day. And I think in some capacity we addressed everything that I just mentioned. Yeah, you, you look at the roster right now, you got guys that can get to the rim, you space out the floor with shooters, you've got rim protection on the defensive side of the ball, you've added experience, you've added young talent. I, I guess to me, in, in today's recruiting world, how much more difficult is it? Because it's not just recruiting the high school kids now. You have went to the JUCO route this year. You've went to the transfer portal. How hard is it to hit all of these different avenues? And then at the end of the day, you've got to get all those guys to gel. I saw social media, you had the team over to your house for a, a cookout, but h- how are you going about now getting so many personalities, so many different styles of play to gel together on one team in just the span of an off season? Yeah, it's the uh, first thing, you know, you talk about how much it's changed recruiting and even the last three years, right? There's so many things in college basketball have changed in, in three years, and it's affected other areas. So, you know, when we think about recruiting, we don't think about we're just going to recruit transfers or we're just going to recruit high school players. We think about trying to win every recruiting cycle. So so right now, you know, we're re- recruiting really heavily uh, for this early signing period in November, and that's generally high school kids. And we're trying to win that recruiting cycle. And then, you know, we're going to be in another recruiting cycle in the spring uh, that's generally transfers, right? We're going to try to win that recruiting cycle. So that's kind of how we think about it. And I'm really fortunate, Tony, that, that I have a staff right now that's that's excellent uh, from a recruiting standpoint. And I have three, three guys that are on the road right now that excel in that area. So so we're fortunate there. Um, the NCAA just passed a rule that we now could have two other staff members be on, that could be on the floor coaching. Um, so all five of my guys that will be on the floor now uh, will have a strong role on the floor coaching but it, it also allows those guys that are on those three recruiting positions to not have as much pressure to get back for every single practice, uh, which, which was, was difficult on them. So I'm excited about kind of what we have in place recruiting. But you're right. When you, when you add seven new guys to a roster, you know, it, it, listen, some of the pieces are exciting. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm proud of that and proud of the talent that we've accumulated here going into next year. But now it's about putting it together. And there's no one way that you do that. You got to work at that every single day. So the, the relationship piece every day, the chances to, to get the team to interact, you know, we're, we're trying to do that in every possible way we can. And then obviously, most importantly, we're trying to do that on the floor and the opportunities that the NCAA gives us in the summer. How much of an opportunity now? You, you mentioned the NCAA. I know you got a couple waiver claims out there. There's really no timetable for whether that's going to be granted or denied or what that looks like, how do you incorporate those players and, and still also have plan A, plan B, plan C throughout the program, never really knowing what the NCAA is going to decide? Yeah, well, you know, you 
obviously as we go through that recruiting process, trying to understand uh, those young men's situation and, you know, why they felt that, you know, they would be able to play uh, right away. Uh, that was a big part of the recruiting process, but you're right. You, you never know until the NCAA makes a decision and um, we're going to, we're going to prepare for them to make a decision that, that we think those, those young men deserve. And then we're going to prepare for uh, we're going to prepare for, for like you mentioned, plan B and plan C. Then I think a lot of that has to do with the way that you structure uh, the roster. It has to do with the way you structure practice every day in terms of being able to play with certain, with different kinds of lineups uh, and I, I get this, there's some intricacies to that, Tony, but I, I guess what I'd like to say is that we're aware of that and we're approaching it every day accordingly. When you when you look at, you, you've mentioned multiple times that the UC and the history at the University of Cincinnati, and I've talked with football a long time about football becoming a destination spot for, for coaches and for players to say, okay, we can go there and you can win a national championship. Now, as these pieces fall together for you, you've got a – a new arena, you've got new indoor facility that's being built, state-of-the-art, you're going into the Big 12, you've aligned with Jordan Brand. How close is Cincinnati to getting back, again, to the the time I grew up when you had to buy football season tickets if you wanted a share of basketball season tickets because the tickets were that hot to get to, to, to see those teams play. That's the ultimate goal. You've alluded to that. How close does it feel that this program is now to, to being back to the Cincinnati basketball that so many people remember. Yeah. You, you know, it's, it's why we took the job here, you know? Um, so in, in so many ways you wake up every single day with that in mind and that, that you're trying to get to that level. You're trying to hang banners and win championships and, and be, be relevant at the highest level of this sport. Um, but I, so that's like the the big thought and the big purpose. I think on the day to day, Tony, it's just about getting better right now, like and just obsessing with that, you know. So trying to tell you that we're a week away or ten years away or one year, I, like I don't even allow myself to think like that. I, I know that's where we're going, uh, but the only way we're going to get there is by keeping the main thing, the main thing today, and that's maximizing what we can do to improve this program. And that's how I've always approached it. As a coach, uh, it's the great coaches that I've been around, and I've been really fortunate how they approached it. It's how I saw success uh, when it was approached that way as a player. We, we just have to obsess in the moment about doing everything we can to improve today. And if our program will do that and embrace that mindset, then I, I do believe we'll be there. Lastly, before I do let you go, I, I have to ask, you added C.J. Frederick to the roster, uh, a local product to Iowa, to Kentucky, Great shooter. I've, I've also got to deal with his uncle every day here at iHeart, uh, Joe Frederick. Joe Frederick, C.J. Frederick, three-point contest. Who you got right now? Well, let me just tell you, you know, C.J. Frederick is so much easier to deal with on a day-to-day basis for me. <laughs> than okay, and, and so I don't – let's get the record straight that – we don't want Joe to ever have anything to do with the way that people look at CJ. He's terrific. <laughs> no, Joe's great. He's a friend, and I've enjoyed getting to know him and his family. But uh, in a three-point shooting contest, I'm Ooh. taking my guy yeah. every day. The, yeah. the guy shot 50% a couple of years ago from three in college basketball on a top-five team in the country at Iowa. He is an elite shooter. But more than that, fellas, he's an elite player. Yeah. Like I, I think 
sometimes guys like him, because of his ability to shoot, he gets kind of pegged as just the guy that shoots the ball. He does a lot more than that. I've, I've loved how he's defended this summer. I mean, he, he can really – like I give Coach Cal a lot of credit at Kentucky. He really improved as a defensive player, but he makes great decisions with the ball. He's going to be a really good player here. And I think our fans will love some of his fire and edge. Like he – you know, he, he's, he, he's a Bearcat, man. And it's, it's finally – he's finally where he belongs. It took him a couple stops, but he's finally back home where he belongs. Coach, I, I can't thank you enough for your time. I, I know it's a busy time of the year. I, I appreciate it. Look, if, if you're ever working on some zone defensive stuff and you need – you know, a six-six guy to come down and, and go nowhere near the paint and just stay outside the three-point line, I'd be happy to lend my services. Well, you know, we always said point guards are like quarterbacks. There we go. But I want to play. You don't move well enough to play point guards. <laughs> no, I just want to be set in the corner. Just just give me a couple dishes to the corner, and I'll hit a couple shots, and that's all. No defense, nothing else. All right. Well, come on back to Cliff, and we'll take a look. <laughs> Coach, I, uh, I appreciate you so much, man. Thank you. I uh, love what you're doing with the program. I look forward to seeing – how uh, things unfold this season. Thanks for your time. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yes, sir. There he is, the head coach of the uh, Cincinnati Bearcats. He shot that down man, real quick, I'm, man. I'm cool with Coach Miller, no matter man. what. <laughs> he shot that down he real quick. He said when he wakes up in the morning, I think about hanging banners. That's it. He said he's taking CJ over Joe. Easily. And he said you can't move. Man. So, I mean, man. he's three for three with me. Yeah, Let's I gotta, go, Wes. Look, I got a break. I'm, I'm reeling right now. <laughs> Uh, let's break. We'll come back. Plenty more still to go. Cincy 360. We'll open up uh, the phone lines, 513-749-1530. We're a service of our friends at Skyline Chili. It's Christmas in July. Now, you called FC on Lock of the Night, right, Tony? Thank you, Jeff. Thank you. <laughs> so there's a partial reason why I asked this, and maybe the other listeners are experiencing the same thing. My gambling app is trying to consolidate so you can be with one login and be in all states no matter where you are. Mm. And I haven't had access to it for like two and a half or three days now. Yeah, you know, seeing the stat last night, I, I was not as confident at the half. But I think it, it went off at, I think, plus 280 for some uh, with, with the money line in FC Cincinnati last night. That was too juicy to pass up and, and not leave a little sprinkle sprinkle with. Uh, not such a great night for the men's national team, though. Mm. No, and again, in their loss, a gain for FC Cincinnati, but uh, a tough way to go out for the uh, the red, white, and blue. Yeah, that's the B or the C team, though, right? There wasn't anybody playing in that game last night, really. Austin would know better than I do. I, I don't I don't think it was the the full repertoire. No, it's not. I mean, a lot of people were upset about it, like, oh, this team's going to suck in 2026. They're not going to suck. They're going to be good. Uh, yeah, it, wasn't, it wasn't necessarily the – I would say it was between the, the B and the C team. I, I'm much more concerned about how our U20 team is doing than how the BC team is doing in some cup tournament or whatever. Sure, so, sure. And, and Austin, your comment about the next six games, I, I think unless we go 0-6, it, it, it's just part of the schedule. I think I said it before, that West Coast road trip has me a lot more concerned than anything else, at least looming in the future. Uh, uh, Charlie had a great grab bag Q&A just sent him a email and he he answered a tweet and he answered a lot of them today uh i don't want to focus on you're right this these are going to be very very important games just simply because we don't play them anymore but there's a lot left to go and Mm -hmm. and i just think unless we go zero and six i'm not going to be that concerned so they're two and five against them this year not 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 from i guess my point it's not from a standpoint of the the division or anything but just the mental standpoint is it important 
that the Brewers don't take, you know, four of the next six, something like that, and to where it's just that mental hurdle of, and this team for some reason just can't get over the Brewers. Yep, agree on that completely, but there are a lot, a lot of games left 100%. Hundred percent. All right. Have a good afternoon, Jeff. Jeff, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yep. I mean, the stretch that is really concerning to me is the um, <clears throat> the the ten games right out of the All Star break, because those are three of the best teams in the National League. Correct. Milwaukee, San Francisco, Arizona. I mean, they got to come across the country. Those two teams, but I mean, to me, that's <laughs> that is as as tough as it gets uh, coming out of the All Star break against teams that. You know, th- nobody expected them to be as good as they are. And that Arizona team has a different feel because of the positive right. news that they received. I mean, they just had the, the – Corbin Carroll is, is back. He's going to play. He played in the All-Star game. And they had, oh, by the way, the starting pitcher for the National League in the All-Star game. Correct. Pretty amazing. Not bad. Uh, all of that's still ahead. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol – Protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Let's break. Let's come back. Let's get to uh, Dominic Kinnear, uh, the interim coach last night for FC Cincinnati, with Pat Noonan not there, you'll hear from him about the team's gutsy win. Uh, we'll wrap up hour number one, and we'll kick off hour number two if we're able with some Scott Satterfield at Big 12 Media Day. Plenty more still ahead with your phone calls and more. Cincy 360, a service of Skyline Chili on ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. Oh, yeah. Sometimes we laugh and sometimes we cry, but I guess you know now. Welcome back, Cincy 360, ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. Also, we are the home of the Cincinnati Bengals. 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 Service of Skyline Chili. Uh, let's uh, let's put a bow on the FC Cincinnati uh, win from last night. Austin, do we have some audio from the acting head coach from last night? Again, Pat Noonan was not there. Uh, I believe services for his father who passed away earlier in the week. Uh, Dominic Kinnear, acting coach, speaking to the media after a 2-1 win for the Orange and Blue. Um, you know, obviously... I'm sitting here because Pat's away. We wish he was here, and I know the players uh, definitely put on a good performance for him. Um, yeah, so it's a great win for us. It puts us, I think, 48 points, kind of increases the lead to the top of the table for for now. Um, but just the, the spirit of the group and the fight of the group, you know, it was a tough first half for us. thought we came out and played better in the second half. Um, you know, and the, and the subs made a huge impact for us, I thought. Got us going forward a little bit more. And I didn't see the goal, but I think it was uh, maybe a little bit of fortune there leading to the winning goal. Uh, but we'll take it and get out of here with three points. Look forward to Saturday. All right, we'll get right into the questions and start with you in person here, Pat Brennan. Tom, uh, I guess the obvious thing coming into this match is that Pat wasn't present. Um, for the staff that was here, 
how similar or dissimilar was the preparation and kind of the, the delegating of duties on the sideline? Was it very different from a normal match? Uh, well, obviously, with Pat not being here, it's very different. Oh. But, um, you know, he, he uh, sat us down on, I think it was Monday, and told us that he was not going to be here. Um, he would like to be here, but it's obviously with the service for his father and, and God rest his soul that uh, he'll be missing the game. But he kind of delegated as to, you know, who would be the, the person standing up off the bench. But it was really uh, working together with all of us, you know, with Kenny and Ricky and Paul. And then Jeff LaRonis joined us on the bench as well with the communications up to the, uh, to the top from our, our, our people that are scouting up there. So um, not so much different. Uh, talked through some substitutes, talked through some stuff at halftime. Um, and so, yeah, it was – it was almost like he was here, but he wasn't here, so everything everything was uh, kind of went smooth. Obviously, like I said, the first half wasn't great, uh, but I thought in the second half we played much better, especially with the ball. And uh, you know, like I said, lucky for us, um, you know, we got out here with three points. It was nice. Uh, John, 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 first of all, my condolences to Pat and his family. Thank you. Um, it, you. Like you said, you played much better in the second half. I saw the goal. It, it was a bit of a fortunate break, but when you're having the season you're having, you sort of get those types of breaks. But like you mentioned, I thought out wide in the, in the second half, you were excellent with the ball. You made good runs into the box. You were able to put a lot of pressure on them. Did you see it like that? I did, and I thought we broke better with the ball in the, in the uh, second half. Uh, you know, obviously, with the way they play, it's, it's very high pressure. Yeah. Um, and they do kind of leave themselves one-on-one -on -one at the back at times. So if you can get that first pass out of pressure and get yourselves running at them rather than just kind of lumping the ball forward, it's, it's a big help. And I thought, you know, with Kimi's runs in the second half, and Sergio's, and obviously then we made a little bit of adjustment of Marco playing underneath, and then Lucho going underneath, which is more more favorite position, just was a better overall shape for us. And I thought also when there was dead ball situations, we moved the ball quicker, we got the ball in play quicker, and it let it gave them less time to put pressure on us, and it gave us more time on the ball, which was helpful. Hi, coach. How are you? I'm uh, fine. How are you? I'm good. Uh, congrats on the win. Thank you. So I want to ask you something about the substitution about the uh, Marco Angulo. How do you see? Yeah, I thought he was doing fine. Uh, we, we have a game on Saturday as well against, uh, against Nashville. Uh, the thing we made a sub at halftime, put in Junior Moreno for Malik Pinto, and we put Marco in a more advanced position. Uh, but then, you know, to get Lucho in his more favorite position, which is underneath, we know we, we had to make a change. We wanted to stay with two forwards. You know, and sometimes, you know, Lucha does a good job up top, but it's better for us to have him in midfield. So uh, I thought he played well. I think it was around 70 minutes maybe we made the sub. I thought he was having a good game. We just wanted to get one more forward on the field and get Lucho in his position, and that was just the reason why the substitution was made. Can I ask you another quick one? Um, they were playing a couple of young center backs, then Dom, and then they brought on Lucida. Was that like a was that like a target of yours to try and test them and go at them and see what you could do? No, it's what they gave us. You know, and if you want to try and play through them, it, it makes it difficult because they do press the ball great. So sometimes you got to bypass the pressure, and, and if it's almost like a battle between the center forwards and the center backs. You know, and I thought our center forwards, especially in the second half, did a better job of one holding the ball, and the other guy would run off the shoulder. So it kind of created some good breaks for us. Um, so no, it wasn't uh, anything we spoke about. We just spoke about moving the ball faster, getting the ball to the forwards a little bit quicker, but also having support to make it easier for us to move the field as a group. All right. So there is a uh, acting head coach Dominic Kinnear last night after uh, FC Cincinnati, a come-from-behind win. More than just a win, though, Austin, it felt like, we, we alluded to this yesterday, they lost 3 nothing on the road against D.C. They get a point at home against New England. They tie Charlotte after an abysmal first half. That team needed three points. 
and found a way to go. And they didn't need it for the the standings. They're eight points clear right now of the New England Revolution. But they needed that to just have an opportunity to to get back to those three points and get back to those winning ways. And I thought doing so on the road last night, very shorthanded, was a uh, a great, great win for uh, for FC Cincinnati. And again, getting help back in Vasquez and Miazga from their U.S. men's national team duties and uh, a great event, great crowd, already expected TQO Stadium Saturday night when uh, when Nashville comes to town, a team that will be shorthanded as they come to town to face the orange and blue. That's right. We uh, we have a, a few minutes here. We, we talked to Wes Miller there in the, uh, the first half. They have released, uh, at least to this point, the – uh, the the non-conference schedule right now for Xavier. So as of now, they play the University of Victoria in the Bahamas. Oh, interesting. They're going to play Robert Morris. They're going to play Jacksonville. They're going to go on the road and play Purdue. There you go. They will head to Las Vegas in late November for the Continental Tire main event, the teams in that field, Xavier, San Diego State, St. Mary's, and Washington. Let's go. They'll play Bryant, Oakland, Delaware, Winthrop. Of course, the Crosstown Shootout. And in the Big 12 Big East battle, they draw Kelvin Sampson's Houston Cougars. Ooh. So Xavier's non-conference will be Bahamas, Las Vegas, one trip to West Lafayette, and then outside of that, eight non, uh, non-conference games at the Centaur Center. I don't see them uh, having a lot of prob- problems with that schedule. Eight non-conference home games at the Centaur Center. I see. That. I say they win all of them except it's one. Starting to sound like the team up north. I think they'll lose to Not Purdue. Not leaving the state of Ohio. Think you think they'll, they'll lose to Purdue? Think they'll lose to Purdue at Purdue, and then after that, Nothing else. I mean, Zach Eady coming blowout back? After blowout, after blowout. Is oh, that, Sean Miller's got something for Zach Eady. Is Zach Eady coming back? I that think is, so. Uh, yeah, that was. Yeah. Um, of course, Xavier did get news. <laughs> nobody, nobody in the NBA wanted him. <laughs> there, Xavier did get news. Um, the, really, the star of their tournament run, or one of the stars of their tournament run last night was, or uh, last year was Jerome Hunter. And Jerome announced via social media. Uh, that he is not able to uh, to handle any basketball activities now. It was a Xavier basketball tweet that said, quote, Jerome Hunter is dealing with a medical issue that has sidelined him from all on-court basketball activities. Our medical team is working with Jerome to navigate a path for him to return to full health. His timeline for a return to basketball will, re- will be established hmm. at a later time. Hmm. So one of the big pieces for Xavier coming back, Jerome Hunter, you obviously – Hope for the best that he's able to get back on the court and uh, and have a great season next year for Xavier. Hmm. We've got a break. We'll come back. Do we have some Scott, Scatter, Scott Satterfield? We do not. Man, I, I sounded like Scott Seinfeld, Scott Saturday. Scott Satterfield. Uh, we have no Scott Satterfield yet. Yeah, no. Unbelievable. Um, uh, they have not uh, – he has not gotten to the podium yet. Okay. Right now it's Brent Venables or Brett Venables. Venables, let's go. The dude from uh He used to be at Clemson. used to be at Clemson. Come on. Matt Campbell is done. The dude from uh, West Virginia, what's his name, Neil? Yeah. Neil's done, but uh, still waiting on Coach Sat. All right. When when Coach Satterfield takes the podium, we'll go to that as well and hear uh, some of his comments from Big 12 Media Day. Nice. Talkbacks.
phone calls, and so much more. Reds, we've got some Bengals, and uh, got to get to this mystery at the White House at some point. Dead or alive Cincy 360 well. on ESPN 1530. <laughs> Cincinnati Sports Station, the service of Skyline Chili. 1530 WCKY, the 50,000-watt orange and black home of the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati's ESPN 1530. This is Cincy 360, about Cincinnati, from Cincinnati. This is ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. We're back. It's hour number two. Cincy 360, ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. Austin is uh, is keeping an eager eye on the podium at, uh, at Big 12 Media Day. <laughs> I was actually just watching a video yeah. during the break of uh, a podcast that Jim Tressel was on. Oh, boy. With uh, Chris Holtman. Uh, it's called More Than Coach Speak. He's on there with Chris Holtman and Terrence Dials. It's Ohio State podcast. And sure, sure. Yeah. Was asking him about um, yeah. like his player evaluations on a daily basis. Mm. And he said every day he would grade players, and he had a, a grading system. The top grade was NC. That means you perform like a national champion that day. Oh, wow. Second lowest was BT which was you perform like a Big Ten champion. Uh, below that was uh, A was average, L was loser. You perform like a losing player that day. You're never going to play in a game. And the lowest grade you could get was MB, which means maize and blue. Oh. Which was you were so bad that day you helped those guys. Wow. <laughs> and I just love that right there from wow. uh, from Coach Jim Tressel, national champion, never lost sure, a Sure, 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 sure. Goat. Uh, based on how – uh, the timing goes. We will either get to Scott Satterfield later in this segment or we'll do it at the top of hour number three. Um, we may not get to him at all. We do have uh, we do have the news so far that, that has already come out of Big 12 Media Days. Evan Prater, the former Wyoming High School standout quarterback, one of the highest rated recruits ever in UC history. He will be officially moving to wide receiver this season. Emory Jones is at Big 12 Media Day uh, speaking to the media today, uh, speaking to the media today as, uh, as well. A, uh, a Reds rotation has been set. We'll get to some dead or alive. We'll talk about the first half. Um, but let's take a phone call first. Mike is uh, calling in. What's up, Mike? Hey, fellas. I don't know about you all, but <clears throat> I know you guys are <clears> – <throat> pardon me, I'm sorry. I know you folks are uh, more football guys, but tell me you are not jonesing for some baseball. Can't wait. For some uh, baseball. I can't wait. Either. Mike, honestly, this is the first time normally – well, normally the month of July in recent years has been put aside just for the Bengals season upcoming. And, and we have been so lucky this year to not only have FC Cincinnati going on a, on a nice run, but the Reds leading the division, playing a fun style of baseball. I can't remember wanting baseball to return so much – than what I feel right now waiting for uh, for tomorrow with the Reds and Brewers. And I, I thought about this yesterday. I, I feel sorry for Austin because, well, I feel sorry for all of them, that everybody had to endure all those years when the Bengals and the Reds sucked. <laughs> and and Austin's basically only known that most of your life, right, Austin? I mean, pretty much. I feel bad for you. Yeah, I mean, I had the, the Andy Dalton years. Uh, that was cool. Yeah, those were great. Yeah. Those were fun. Yep. But we didn't do that. So what did we lose? Um, three or four playoff, first-round playoff games or something? At least two. Yep. 
Yeah, but no, it's it is it it it's a point, and and not just us talking about it. People that I've seen this week that cannot wait for baseball to come back, and look, going into this year, uh, this team was not expected to to do this. We 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 talked and joked about it leading up to it. I said I I just want them to be relevant until the NFL draft. Just get us to the yeah. NFL draft, and and here we are. July 13th, and now we are longing for the Reds to get back to the field, especially back at Great American Ballpark tomorrow night. Yeah, because it used to be, even as early as last year, some teams started on back on Thursday, and some they did. started back on Friday. But So I, I thought, well, I'll put on MLB tonight and see somebody wrong. Right. I mean, I, I couldn't believe it. It says, no, there are no MLB games until tomorrow. I was very disappointed. I wanted to ask Austin about the uh, – and then I wanted to ask you a football question too, Tony. What's the outlook for the Buckeyes this year? And, 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 and another question about that, you just talked about the maize and blue and the Buckeye thing. Are, are, they, are those two schools as bitter rivals in basketball as they are in football or not as much? Uh, they're basically bitter rivals in everything. Each team that plays each other hates the other team. Like it, it, They just truly hate each other. It may not be, it may not seem as as bitter uh, in those other sports, but I I promise you that they don't like each other. Uh, football wise, I mean, they're expected to be a, a top five team this year. The big question is about uh, quarterback. Who's going to play quarterback uh, with C.J. Stroud out the door? It I would guess is going to be Kyle McCord uh, or one of those guys who played with um, with Marvin Harrison Jr. in high school. Would be my guess, but that's the thing. Over the next couple of weeks, to figure out who is going to be the starting quarterback, but their defense will be uh, really good. Tax day is coming. Oh no! But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a three percent match, you can get up to a hundred ninety-five dollars for the twenty twenty-three tax year. Oh yeah! Sign up at Robinhood.com/slash/boost-by-tax-day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. That brings me to the next question. Is Marvin Harrison, well, Caleb Williams probably be the number one pick if he doesn't get hurt. But if something happens weird with him, could Marvin Harrison be the first wideout as the number one pick? I think so. I think it could, it, it could happen. I, I, we'll see what Drake May does at North Carolina this year, but – yeah, I mean, I think he's a top five pick at this point. Don't you, Tom? That guy yeah. is unbelievable. Yeah, I, I, I mean, he is for as good as his dad was at the NFL level. He looks the part of 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 exceeding the hype. It's it's hard when you've got a a father or a family member that that played at a high level. It, it's hard to fill those shoes and live up to the hype. But everything he's done at at Ohio State, in my opinion, has exceeded the hype that was built around him. I bet you would have loved to have thrown to him, wouldn't you? Wouldn't have oh, minded oh, it. Would not have minded it. <laughs> what about this Emory kid? At all? Is he going to is he going to do it for us at QB this year, Tom? That's the biggest question I have about the team. I, I, it was found out today he was actually going to Louisville with Scott Satterfield until Satterfield took the job, and then uh, he came to Cincinnati. But look, he he was he was up and down at Florida, up and down at Arizona State. They they want a style of offense where the quarterback run is going to be a a big part of the game. They want to run the ball and they want to play good defense. That is not historically built for success in the Big 12. I just want to see if he can make make throws 
uh, against lenient boxes because when you have the ability from a quarterback standpoint to run, you add the numbers game in your favor from a quarterback because you, you even up the numbers in the box. So you're playing a lot of one-on-one on the outside, which means he doesn't have to, to make the small super window throws He's got to make the throws that that you're hoping a quarterback can make at the at the Division One college level, and if he's able to do that at a high consistency, then I think they can surprise some people. But they are going to go as Emory Jones goes. See, you taught me something as usual. You're never too old to learn, fellas. Love it. Thanks for the time, guys. You have a blessed day. All right, Mike. You too. Thank you. Mike was talking about Jonesing for some baseball. Well, we oh, have man. some breaking news. Tom. I see this. Tony, the um, Reds' 2024 schedule has been released. Now, we just heard Wes Miller talk about not looking forward, but just going day by day. And now I've got the Reds giving us the 2024 schedule. Yes. we got a second half to, to win. This is, not, this is not abnormal. This usually happens where it's, uh, you know, uh, it comes out in the middle of the other season. Sure. Uh, some highlights of this 2024 Reds schedule. Let's start with opening day. Opening day, Thursday, March 28th. It is a weekend series against the Washington Nationals. Okay, so that is opening day. Yes, opening day against the Nats. Now, typically they have back-to-back home series to start the year. That is mm. not the case this year. They will turn around and go to Philadelphia on Monday, April 1st. I would imagine that will be the Phillies' home opener. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, some other interesting stuff. The Seattle Mariners come to town uh, in what would probably be a return of some former Reds on the 15th, 16th, and 17th of April. The Reds hit the road, and they go to the Big Apple on July 4th. Ooh. July 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, they'll be playing the New York Yankees okay. at Yankee Stadium. Some other notable uh, opponents coming in. First week of May, the Baltimore Orioles will be here. All right. Uh, June 21st, 22nd, and 23rd, a weekend set against the Boston Red Sox at Great American Ballpark. Boston. Boston. And uh, other than that, uh, not too bad for uh, nothing all that exciting, I guess I should say. Houston will be here at the beginning of September. Royals, They they finished the season at Cleveland and at Chicago, which I think is exactly what they do this year as well, but... Uh, in and around the All-Star break next year, they have a huge homestand with Detroit, Colorado, and Miami going into the break, followed by a long road trip, Washington, Atlanta, and Tampa after the All-Star break next year. If on that schedule you could pick one road trip to attend, and if you're if you're looking at, at wanting to see more of this schedule, hmm. um, I just retweeted it as well. If you could pick one road game, or road series to attend, which one would you would you highlight in that? That's a good one. Um, I would guess – I mean, I've never been to Dodger Stadium, so I'd like to go to Dodger Stadium. It would be um, hard to beat 4th of July in New York. Right. 4th of July in New York would be pretty sick, though. Seattle, I feel like, would be kind of cool. Yeah, Seattle comes – no, we do go to – they do they go, go to, to Seattle. They go to Seattle in the first month miss, of the year. I missed that, yeah. Um, I said that wrong then. Seattle does not come here. San Francisco? Could be cool. Yeah, that's, Cove. that's the ballpark I really would like to get out to at some point. Outside of that, 
Unless you want to, to now, try to go north a little bit, you can go to Toronto. Texas has a Globe Life ballpark, brand new. Uh, they're supposed to be pretty good. Rangers might be interesting. But nah. Okay. Nothing, nothing crazy. Okay. So we got that to add to there our Reds go. list today. If Reds you're looking for topics. Um, we also, uh, real quick, uh, to, to follow up on Mike's question about Emory Jones. Uh, 2018, Emory Jones saw limited action. He was 12 of 16. That's good for 75% completion percentage. Um, he didn't really get a lot of time until 2021. He threw 38 passes in 2019. He threw 32 passes in 2020. Um, 2021, 346 passes. He completed 64.7%, 19 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. In that same season for Florida, he rushed for 759 yards, 5.3 yards a carry, and four touchdowns. Would you take that for a quarterback stat line year one of the Big 12 right now? Sure. 65% completion percentage, and let's say give or take 3,500 total yards with, twenty. let's say, 25 touchdowns. I think that'd be pretty good. Yes. Arizona State last year, 62% of his compl- uh, passes were completed, seven touchdowns, four interceptions. He did run the ball um, just 59 times for 31 yards last year. So the running numbers went way down. Uh, this Scott Satterfield offense, though, they want the quarterback to run the ball. Um, so we'll see what that looks like. And, again, that I, I don't care what else you have. I, I don't, it, it doesn't matter. You can have the best defense, the best – you have to have a quarterback playing at a high level, and that's what Emory Jones is going to need to do for the Cincinnati Bearcats. By the way, Scott Satterfield, I do have the audio from his press Great. conference earlier today. We can kick off hour three with Seems that. Seems like I was given bad information on the order, so I had missed him, but I have it now. Unbelievable. Uh, with that being said... I'm just going to say it's not my fault. With that being said, <laughs> uh, let's break, let's come back, let's get to your talkbacks after the earth-shattering news yesterday revolving uh, President Reagan... Uh, let's see if anyone steps up to the plate today. Earth shattering. Your talkbacks on ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station. Now your chance to win $1,000. No one covers the Bengals like ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station. Miss an episode of Cincy 360? Hear every show at ESPN1530.com. It's that time for talkbacks. Press the microphone and record your message. For Austin and Tome, please keep it clean and don't be mean. Add a sprinkle, sprinkle, drip, drip. It's that time for talkbacks. It's our favorite part of Cincy 360. Austin, buddy, play that talkback on your screen and please try not to sabotage it. <laughs> As Cruz stole second, third, and home, I jumped up and pointed at the screen. I turned to my wife and I said, he's the best I've ever seen. She said, oh my God, I'd rather be watching Law & Order SVU. You see, my wife don't like sports, but she got a big old crush on Ken Brew. Oh yeah, Bo Edgar George Vogel, Ken Brew. Ken Brew with the random shout out. Man, today. Ken Brew, I know he listens. I know he's listening right now. Hi, right, Ken. Ken. Thank you. Congratulations. You've got an admirer. Start one. Bench one. 
cut one. Yeah. Mo Ager, George Vogel, Ken Brew. Oh man. Well, I'm starting Ken. Oh, okay. I'll I'll bench Mo. Right. Because you know he just hasn't been here much lately. Oh. And George, because he just retired, he's getting cut. He's right. he's out of the game. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna start Mo because I'm not fake. And this is our guy that was with us just about every day. Wow. Uh, I'm going to bench Ken Brew uh, because, unlike George Vogel, Brew just won't retire. Yeah. And so he's just kind of hanging around towards the end of his career, title chasing, kind of like Brady with the Bucks. Uh, and then I'll have to cut Vogel since he's he's not around anymore. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Happy Thursday, Tony, Austin, yes. everyone. Hey, great second half of the season about to begin for the Reds. If you go up and down the roster, you can't name me many people I don't love. I want you, I need you, I love you with all my heart. Tom, everybody, lovely children, baby. So great, man. <laughs> oh, that guy is the freaking best. Hello, this is lame duck president Ronald Reagan. And well, last night Bob Huggins called me. He was trying to convince me that I can simply take back my announcement of stepping out of the race for president and that I should just say that I'll return to the normal duties of the campaign as soon as I get back from Camp David Klingler. I told him thanks, but no thanks. He said he was calling from Columbus, Ohio, but the, the phone number had a Pittsburgh area code. Oh, no. I don't get it. Yeah, he probably thought you were the talkback president of, of Columbus 360. Oh, no. I guess. Hey, Sloney, so I'm just curious. Uh, oh. So do you think any of those beer commercials that show everyone having a great time? Not us. You know, uh, drinking a beer and just laughing and having a great conversation. and uh, Or your parents drink. Do you think any of that has any influence on the kids? Mm. Because per your little last discussion, it, it doesn't. It, it's, it's being cool. Right? That, that's what you just said. It's being edgy. So which one is it? Is it pushing back or is it being cool? Because I see kids drinking because it's being cool. But smoking's because... Mm. All, right, All right, so make sure Sloney gets out. Yeah, I'll send that over to Sloney, and I'll let that guy... Uh, it's apparently talking about drinking and smoking in commercials. Aren't you glad you listened to a sports talk station? So good. God from the Ben here. Let's Bring go. It. Hey, Bringing it. Since uh, the talkback president, Ronald Reagan, won't be running for president again. Would he consider being a vice presidential candidate oh, wow. or maybe serving an advisory position or role on one of the candidates? That's an interesting question. Could you imagine? Could I, you imagine the get if mm -hmm. if the former president, yeah. the current president, were to join a staff? I wondered if maybe this would be a slingshot situation where Kermit would step up. Yeah. Uh, and maybe, you know, I, I don't know. Tony Austin, it is Johnny from out healthy here on this thirsty Thursday eve of the election. My fellow talkbackers, I want you to know that Slick Willie and I, we just want to make you laugh. We just want to talk about sports. We just want the Bengals to win the Super Bowl, the Reds to win the World Series, and of course, get you free Skyline Chili. So folks, vote for us tomorrow. We are excited, voked up, full of energy. Hootay! Now... Very interesting there. Yeah. That the presidential candidate did not mention anything about UC or Xavier. Or FC Cincinnati. Or FC Cincinnati. Yeah. Or Ohio State. Or Kentucky. No. So which is it, dude? Mm. Hmm. 
Hmm. Marty, hey, it's Adam from Milwaukee. Hey, Adam. Hey, I have a question. Mm-hmm. I want to vote for Johnny and Willie. Right. But I need more details about this chili thing. Okay. I think okay. they want to send everyone that listens to the show free chili. I need, like, cliff note version of how that's going to happen. If I can get that, I'm definitely voting for him. I just don't think it's possible. You probably have a lot of listeners, and free chili is very broad. Bye, Marty. <laughs> Bye, question. Adam. We'll, uh, we'll see what they have to say about that. Tony Pike. Tony Pike. He likes to say wow. Yeah, he likes to say wow. Ian Jabo. Ian Jabo. He cannot get in out. No, he can't get in out. What are we doing? What's in the water today? Also, did you did you hear Wes Miller use the word peace during the interview? Peace. The uh like the transitional piece or something transitional he said. Transitional piece. Yeah. I know Tony's not a huge fan of him specifically because the Cowboys always beat up on his writing Blue Devils in this time in the CHL. That's funny. But happy for Evan Prayer moving to wide receiver. I think it'll be a good move for him. I think it'll be a great move for him. He kind of got lost in the shuffle there. Quarterback, uh, to uh, to just talk about your first statement there, uh, I didn't lose much to Wyoming, so I don't have a problem with him. Oh, wow. Now, they might they might have won the last Hey, guys, talkback presidential candidate Jeff from New Richmond. That's right. Happy Thursday to you and everybody out there in Talkback Nation. Uh, great win for FC Cincinnati last night. Coming from behind, it was really strong. Uh, just want to take a quick second, thank President Reagan for yes. his service. Thank you. That's a professional move. awesome job, and hopefully we'll be able to fill those shoes. Take care. Have a great day, guys. There you go. Classy from the former Classy. president. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Professional move. Mm. Tony, Austin, it's Roger from Northern Virginia. Hey, Roger. Heading in for the big series this weekend, Reds, Hi. Brewers. Come on in. I'll be in town for the game tomorrow night. If you guys uh, are going to be there, I'd love to buy you a drink for keeping me sane in the cubicle farm up in the concrete jungle of D.C. As we speak, I'm 42 miles from Athens, Ohio, the birthplace of our Lord and Savior, careful, Joe Burrow. Careful. Two day, all day. Go <laughs> Red Lakes. Careful. 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 Yo, Tony, Austin, Alex, and Silverton. What's up, Big Al? Hey, Tony, I tested you, and you came through with the FC Cincinnati pig. I appreciate it. I use a profit boost on it. It was crazy the odds I got on it. Um, woke up this morning. There's been a black van following me around. I think uh, <laughs> I think I robbed Fanduel of too much money last night. But be careful. With all that being said, um, I'll be listening today. See what you're gonna come up with. Let's get hot, Tony. Let's get on a little run before the weekend. There we go. There Does we go. The driver of the van resembled Pete Rose. Love the energy. Easy for me to opine since I'm not only a member of the big Hall of Fame, but the Denver Hall of Fame. And the Baltimore Hall of Fame. Mm. Yes, but yep. Cincinnati, why is Corey Dillon not in the ring of honor? Is that your problem, Boom? Did you not vote him in, Boom? And why ain't you in there? You had a 500-yard game, Boom. Oh, 
that was with another team, oh, and you boy. wasn't carried by the likes of James Brooks oh. and Icky Woods to your MVP, boo. Man, Shannon. Shannon, I don't like that. Shannon. That makes me uncomfortable, Shannon. TP15, Audi, the MWG. MWG. Hey, I in my group chat last night uh, that I was surprised that was met with what I would describe as a lack of enthusiasm. I said, are we really living in a time in Cincinnati where our teams are built to be really good for the next five-plus years? Thank you. Stars, depth, young talent. I think we are. What do you guys think? You know, they call that built different, and that's what Cincinnati – now let me ask you, out of the three right now, what is the hardest to sustain? The Bengals. I'd say the Bengals, but the way soccer is dealt where these players can just – I mean, MLS is huge, but it's not the highest. But I think it's it's more similar to baseball in that if you have a good draft and development and scouting system and at the lower levels a good system, which the Reds and FC Cincinnati have in place, it's easier to, to replenish yeah. quicker. Uh, and obviously financially it's a lot different. I just feel at any point you could literally, during the season, lose one of your best players or multiple I, I, players. I try not to think too much about that, though. I try not to think – much about the next five years or so like I want them to all of them to be good but at the same time kind of what Mike said earlier is all these teams have sucked my entire life yeah and so I want them I, I'm just enjoying the moment you're just trying to enjoy it I man. just I do I really I'm not getting upset if they if they would have got swept by the Brewers before the all-star game I wouldn't have been sad right if they get swept this weekend I'm not going to be sad well, that's because like, you and I are built differently yeah I mean that's cool I mean you you were alive when your team won a world series I'd be mad I'm that way with Ohio State I get mad at Ohio State because the 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 expectation is different, and if they're not winning championships, mm. it's all for naught. But sure. um, I mean, that's how Patriots fans feel, right? Like you get so spoiled where it's like we should be winning a title every year, right? And when you're not, you get really frustrated. TP fifteen, what up, Otter. Craig, Craig from the U. From the U. Happy Thursday, fellas. Hey, how great is it to have UK basketball playing in the summertime? Yes, sir. Cats beat up on Germany yesterday. Really like what I saw from the transfer Trey Mitchell. Of course, Antonio Reeves is back, and the freshmen look pretty damn good. Maybe we'll get uh, Marcus from the Grove, Ken from the Lex, and we'll all get out one night and watch the game with you, TP. Let's what do you go. say? Go big blow. I think you guys should put together a 3v3 team. Let's go. Johnny Willie definitely means free chili. <laughs> I wanted to clear the air with the, the Talkback Nation and and assure each and every one of you beautiful people that the white powdery substance may have been mine, but trust me when I say I didn't inhale. Who day? Johnny Willie means free chili. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. President. Hey, much love and respect going out to, and praise going out to FC Cincinnati, man. They just keep winning. Facts. It's awesome. So I, I did go out and look at future games to take my daughter down to. We've already been down twice, but we want to go to more games. Man, it is a cost of me a lot of money <laughs> to go see these games. Get it? Like, Lucho, a cost. A cost. I get it. He's, He's struggling. Costing him a lot of money. Hello, Tony. Hello, Austin. Kevin in Northern Kentucky here. Happy Victory Wednesday and well, oh. I just want to show a little love to our current Talkback president. I think you've done a fine job, sir. You're always entertaining, insightful, and give us something to learn from. 
We appreciate you. And to our next president, go win one for the Gipper. Let's go. Mm, let's go. I like the way you think. Hey, guys. Marcus from the Grove. My midseason awards for the Reds since the second half starts tomorrow. For me, only one player gets one award. So you can't give the same player multiple awards. Okay. The MVP goes to Ellie. Rookie of the Year, Matt McClain. Okay. Cy Young, Andrew Abbott. And the most improved player, got to be Will Benson. Comeback Player of the Year, Joey Votto. Can Will Benson be most improved if he didn't really have anything last year? Or are yeah. you just talking about over yeah, the course I mean, of the season? He, he struggled last year with the Guardians when they okay. brought him up. So, yeah, I think that's okay. fair. God doing the double dip today. Go, go off, Lord. Another edition of Start Bench Cut. Go off, then. Commercials that get too much airtime on 1530. <laughs> Hold on, The now. generic Viagra commercial, the eBay Motors commercial. <laughs> I don't know what seems so funny. That guy's always laughing. Or the Al-Anon drinking <laughs> commercials. That could be a good sponsor for Johnny from Mount Healthy there you in go. the second hour. Continues continues to attack Johnny's alcohol problem. Great that's, point. That's but, God, I have to say, I won't go against anyone that buys advertising on this show. Correct. Yeah, this oh, the sheriff's Tony's good friend, brother. Hey, brother. brother. And, Tony, uh, just the way you conduct yourself with these uh, interviews you've been doing lately, I think that uh, you possibly could probably do a podcast of your own. Oh, and I uh, do very well in it because the way you handle those interviews, I think, is outstanding. That's mm. just my opinion. But I think you would be a, a super good uh, uh, podcaster. Anyway, go Bearcats. All right, brother. There you go, Tom. Appreciate that. I don't yeah. know if you know this or not, but this show is available in podcast form as well. <laughs> Maybe one day we'll break off and do our own podcast. There we go. What off would we the call air. It? Off the air. What would we call it? Off the air. Ball don't lie. Outside the lines. Ball don't lie. Ball don't lie. I do own that. Balling I could is bring, easy. Could bring you a part of that. Yeah. Happy Friday. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out. From Paulie's Island. Vacationing. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Coach Miller. Yeah. Go Bearcat. Who? Who did, baby? Yeah. Go Bearcat. Let's go. Welcome back. That's huge. Have a good vacation. Welcome. Tony, Adi, Westside Marlin here. Hey, uh, I know that uh, Austin's kind of a dweeb a little bit. <laughs> Just kidding. But, uh, Tony, did you see those 12s that came out today? Uh, brilliant Orange. Yes. Oh, I saw two, these. But Jordan thought of the Bengals when he created these. Take a look at them. Tell me what you think. Let me check does these he not know? Quick. Does he not know I'm a sneakerhead too? Let me check these real quick. Yeah, dude, the Jordan Ooh. 12s came out Ooh. black and orange, dude. They're nasty. Oh my goodness! Now you got if you're a, you got they came out in women, so you got to order up if you're now a the man. 12s. The 12s are probably in my top three. Right. Yes, I agree. Man, dude, they're sick. That is fire. Yeah, I automatically bookmarked them. I was like, okay, I might have to do something here. Wow. Hi, it's Elmo. I have a question and a problem. Okay. My problem is, I'm a degenerate, and with the All-Star break, there's nothing to gamble on. Tony, what should I do? And my question is, since I'm in the dumps, should I drink something with an umlau? <laughs> Ask Mo for me. Elmo loves you! From what I understand, the umlau are great. 
And, Neutrals. Uh, and two, uh, if you would have listened yesterday, you would have been able to bet on the the uh, FC Cincinnati game. Facts. And you would have won, so listen to Locks of the Night, Elmo, and I'll give the you another Xavier winner. Xavier basketball schedule? <laughs> <laughs> Biden, Trump, Obama, Young Bush, William Jefferson Clinton, Old Bush, Ronald Wilson Reagan, Jimmy Carter, Gerald Ford, Lyndon Baines Johnson, JFK, Eisenhower, Truman, FDR. Fun facts. There you go. He just went reverse order. Okay. Congratulations. Hello. I'm oh. here. And I was just calling because it's a slow sports day to announce my running <laughs> for talkback president. Whoa. My platform will be based upon good times, love, and commitment. And before all you guys and gals start calling... I already have a running bait, if you know what I mean. <laughs> hey, uh, Tony, it's Hobbs. Can't believe the Sox are coming next year. Yeah. I'll grab the Duncan if you grab a place to park the car and we'll go and enjoy some games. Man, Butch Hobbs. is going to be, Butch is gonna be uh, behind Aye, home Butch. plate for those games. All right, Butch. I second the notion of God disappearing talkbacks man forever wow sounds like an atheist yeah i want to thank reagan for setting up <laughs> unbelievable foundation big right. shoes to follow me and jeff we can't offer a lot of prizes or things to the talkbackers because it's like the end of the wizard of the oz movie <clears throat> they they've already got what they need inside of them wow mm. How about that? You don't need free handouts because you already have it inside. Mm, it's Thursday, not Wednesday. Wake up, Kinky. Mm-hmm. All right, then. <laughs> Baby Billy here, and I want to say I'm throwing my hat in this presidential election as well. Jeez. If you want baby kissing and white powder in that White House, I'm your man. I got the tap dancing, the perfect hair, the perfect smile. And I got my faithful following from the almighty above. Let's go. Woo! Hey, suckers. Okay. Yes, sir. Three S's. Short, simple, sweet. The Cincinnati Reds are in first place. Yes. Have a great day. Thank you. Well said. Short and sweet. It's a good one. Oh, that was our last one. Mm. Dang. Beautifully done. There you go. Again... Election coming up, nothing from Meso and Moon. Not surprising. You wonder where their head is at right now, or if they're even out of bed yet. Uh, let's get to a break. Let's come back. And, uh, again, we'll kick off our number three with some Scott Satterfield. Uh, we have a lot of reds to get to. When we come back, though, can we, can, we, can we discuss what's happening at the White House? Sure. Let's do that on the other side of this break. Cincy 360 on ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. The pot- You'll have a chance to win a brand new car. So get into the holiday spirit during Christmas in July at Bath R Us.
Come on now. Welcome back. Cincy 360, Hour 2, ESPN 1530, Cincinnati's sports station. Uh, by the way, did you see the ending last night of the Savannah Bananas game? Uh, no. Actually, wait. I did. So at the end of these, the Savannah Bananas, if you don't know who they are, just you have to Google because I, I don't have that much time. But in, the, <laughs> uh, in their games, if a foul ball is hit and a fan catches the foul ball, the batter's out. That ended the game last night. Mm-hmm. Foul ball line drive down the third base line. Fan with the glove snags it. Game over. He comes out, celebrates with the team. See ya. Pretty cool. Yeah, that was sick. Here's what's not cool. Okay. I'm reading right now, you know, cocaine was found at the White House. <laughs> yes, it was. I I find it hard to believe. This, this was not found in a bedroom. It was not found in a lockbox. It was found in a pretty common area. Mm-hmm. I would assume that the White House is pretty tight with security. Right. I would also assume that the White House would have security uh, cameras covering every square inch of that. Right. And yet, we learned today, the Secret Service has ended its investigation into the bag of cocaine found at the White House. They have not found DNA or fingerprints on the bag, they have ended their investigation without a suspect. How, in one of the most secure places on earth, <laughs> one of the most guarded places on earth, in an allegedly high traffic area, how can there be no evidence anywhere of whose bag of cocaine that was? The answer is because they are lying to you. Man, that's sad. They have to know who's it, who it is, who Correct. it belongs to. Just, Unless, I'm sorry, I had to sneeze there. Unless it is, well, I, I still think they, they know who it belongs to. Mm. But maybe it's Hunter Biden. Maybe it's someone a little too close to Joe Biden. Man. What if it's a Secret Service agent? Great point. And they don't want that to come out and be like, yeah, sorry, our guys are, it's snowing at the White House. Oh, man. I just find it hard to believe, and, and I, I just can't be sold on the fact that that is an unsolved mystery. Like I watch my wife and I, we watch cold case files. <laughs> you know, is this is this going to go down as a cold case file? Like, are we just are we just dropping it? No one gets a slap on the wrist. Um, cocaine was found inside a highly trafficked area of the White House, and no suspect has been found after the investigation has ended. If it's a highly trafficked area, then you would you would think there have to be cameras. Correct. It's like it's not like this was in like a secure room stashed in a corner. Highly trafficked area. Pretty unique to me. Mm. Before we break, we have NFL breaking news on a contract situation. Uh-oh. Not Joe Burrows. Is it Justin Herbert? Not Justin Herbert. Do we need the music? The No, not okay. for this one. Oh, okay. The Jets and Quinnen Williams oh. have agreed to a four-year, $96 million deal, 66 of that guaranteed. Wow, congratulations remember, to Quinnen. Or Quinnen Williams went to the point where he, he took the Jets off his social media. Now they're right. added back on. Right. It's a happy ending to the story. Do you remember when Quinnen Williams sneezed and said, bless you and thank to you himself. to himself? Yes. <laughs> all time, One of the all-time flexes. Oh, it was so funny. Uh, I, I used to work with a guy, and 
uh, he would sneeze, and if nobody like immediately said "bless you," yeah, he would say "bless me, thank me," and just kind of have this attitude about it. Mm. <laughs> it was so funny. Also, and like, I I brought that with me to this. Also, one of the many great Seinfeld episodes when when George uh, wishes the woman uh, a "God bless you" before the husband's <laughs> able to, <laughs> and the guy loses his mind. <laughs> So many correlations on this show between Seinfeld. Uh, let's break. You are kind of like Jerry. Let's come back. Uh, if we got time, we'll take a quick phone call. If not, we'll move it to hour number three. Cincy 360, ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. ESPN 1530, Cincinnati. Pour me another one. Man, is it Friday yet? Strong one. Almost, Tom. Right. Almost. No, I'm just kidding. We don't look ahead on this show. Okay. We take it day okay. by day, like Wes Miller said. Yeah, okay. Cincy 360, ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. With that being said, I am on vacation after next week. Unbelievable. Um, you know, just a – it's like a tune Just because other people take vacation doesn't mean you have to. Well, you know, everyone else, kinda, everyone else kind of splits up their vacation. I just say, uh, nope. Oh. I just push. I'm thinking next year I might do I might do what you're doing. I just push straight ahead. One vacation – Get it out of the way instead of taking a bunch of random days. Right. A little bit easier. At least for my my money. Um, hour number three. Money. Yes. You have to spend money on vacation. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, um, hour three. Red's rotation for the weekend is set. Our thoughts. Magnitude of the series. First half awards. First half grades from ESPN. And a dead or alive game. Are we going to have audio for that? Yes. We don't even have to say anything, just dead or alive, and then I'll go into the team. Correct. That's what we'll do. Uh, but when we come back to kick off the third hour, Scott Satterfield from the podium at Big 12 Media Day in Dallas. Your phone calls, Mo Egger, Quick Hits, Locks of the Night, all still ahead between now and 3 o'clock. On ESPN 1530, it is Cincinnati Sports Station. ESPN 1530. This is Cincy Shirts, Cincy 360, about Cincinnati, from Cincinnati. Sponsored in part by Cincy Shirts. Cincy Shirts, all Cincy, all day. This is ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. Come on, here we go. Welcome back, Cincy 360. Hour three, service of our friends at Cincy Shirts. Let's finish strong today. We got one hour left. First two just flew by. They actually did. And I thought here on on this day, it would be a little bit tougher uh, because, again, no baseball, not much on the football side of things, but yet we continue to have things just fall into our lap. Yes. Uh, I learned a little bit about Austin over the break, a little bit of your fight or flight (laughs) response. Austin walking, first of all, first mistake, walking around uh, with his head down. My head wasn't down. My head was turned. Jumped, scared you. And your first response was to uh, scrunch those fists up <laughs> and look like you were getting ready for a rough and rowdy fight. I about tore your ass up. My man. goodness. I, you, I was coming around the corner, and it's my fault. You should never walk around a corner looking in a different direction. Nah. That's what I did. You were coming around the same corner. You said, boo. I turned around and raised my fist. Sure. I was ready to fight. You were ready to go. <laughs> And uh, uh, almost sent you packing. They and call that the fight or flight response. You're the second coworker that's almost gotten that over the last couple of weeks. You know, there was a time, it's probably a year or two ago, um, where Mare and I had went and saw like a, I don't remember what the movie, it was like a scary movie in the theaters. And we came home and I told her I was going up to bed and I like <laughs> crouched behind 
a a wall in our house and when she walked around I jumped out like I was on I was like crouched on the ground I jumped out she kicked me square in my sternum <laughs> like buckled me back and at that point I'm like all right note to self no more scaring <laughs> don't do this again yeah some people oh that's funny some people uh scour away and some people go into battle where do you stand on scary movies because I hate them. I enjoy them. I hate them with a burning, undying passion. Now, I will say this. When I watch, I, I if I had a preference, I would choose um, like a a thriller. Like like something, like comedy, great, horror, but like a, a thriller that's got me guessing the whole time mm-hmm. I love. Yeah. I will say this, though. When watching a horror movie, I will never go to bed right after it. Sure, I'll no, always flip can't. like Seinfeld or something on the that. TV and watch an episode yeah. and just shift my mind back. Whenever like my friends want to watch a super scary movie or something like that, I will look it up and figure out the whole plot. Now that mayor does that. So I know what's going to happen so that I don't get scared. We'll start the scary <laughs> movie and she's on her phone and I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm reading about this. Yeah. She has to know. Yeah. I can't. I can't do it. Like it's not because in number one because I don't like movies. I don't like scary movies, so I don't care if I like the movie or not. And number two, I just don't want the anxiety that comes with that. Like um, I, I was, my, I was with my friends last year, and they started watching that Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh yeah, Netflix show. And I like now that stuff's a little different because that's based on true events. Exactly. So that made me even more uncomfortable. And like I don't know if you've ever seen that show, but like it's crazy. And it's all based on real stuff. So I like I had to excuse myself from the room. Mm. Like I went downstairs and just like laid down on the bed and like on my phone watching TikToks and stuff because like my heart was beating out of my chest. Yeah, I've I can't do that. I I don't want to deal with any type of nightmares. Mm -hmm. And oddly enough, I'll sometimes take like a melatonin to help me sleep. Yes, I feel like the last five times I've taken melatonin, I've had terrible nightmares. Mm. So now I'm off of them. I'm off the tonin. I love melatonin. I Without used to. melatonin, there is no reason to live. Now I have nightmares. Wait, what? Uh, teams in the Big 12, speaking of nightmares, are going to have nightmares <laughs> trying to figure out Scott Satterfield's offense oh, this year. for God's sake. How about Tone. that? Uh, How about are, that? You are something else. Uh, yes, teams are going to lose sleep at night. Trying to figure out how they're going to stop Emory Jones, Emory Jones, Scott Satterfield, <laughs> and company. Uh, Scott Satterfield was asked about expectations uh, he, he kind of simply said, well, if I'm reading what all the expectations are, we, we really don't have any expectations. Yeah, might as well not line up. Yeah, so, I mean, why even play the game right. at this point? But uh, Scott Satterfield uh, got his chance, as did the Cincinnati Bearcats, to take the podium at Big 12 Media Day. And here is Scott Satterfield. Okay, hold on one second. That's a good start. <laughs> and here Cincinnati, University is Satterfield. Cincinnati in football. Um, in our, in our, into their conference. We're very excited at Cincinnati to be joining what's such a great conference. Um, our players, our fans, our alumni, everybody associated with, we can't wait for this thing to get started. And, um, you know, we're excited to be here in Texas, um, you know, for this Big 12 Media Days, too. Thank you, guys. All right, we'll go to uh, center right, front row. Hi, Coach. Keegan Nixon with Bearcat Journal. Your wide receiver room has been built from nothing after a lot of transfers went out. What's the status of that room? How are they acclimating to the offense you want to run, and especially uh, Emory Jones at quarterback? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you, we have one scholarship player on our team now that, that was with the team last fall. And, you know, you mentioned that we had a couple guys get drafted uh, and several others that, that got in the portal. 
um, before we got the transition, before getting hired. And um, we have now added many guys to the room and um, guys that are, that are going to come in to really help us. I think this summer has been huge for our wide receiver room. Um, when you think about uh, some of the guys we brought in, we brought two players in that was with me at University of Louisville that started for us over there. Um, we brought Xavier Henderson that started at Florida um, in, and um, we've moved um, Evan Prater, who was a quarterback, started the last couple of games uh, out to wide receiver this summer as well. He's looked really, really good, a very athletic player, um, um, good hands, um, strong, competitive. So that, that room is really, I, I think, um, now in a position to go out and compete in the Big 12. And, and I think uh, with some guys that have played a lot of football, that's the thing too. Um, you, know, you know, we also added not only good players, but guys that have experience and, um, you know, playing in big contests, just not for Cincinnati. So this, this fall camp will be big for them to get acclimated with their offense. We'll stay center right, front row. Hi, Coach. Ryan Roberts with that large bid. Uh, you added 21 transfers this offseason. What are some of the challenges of adding that many new faces to your system, and what has their progression been like? Yeah, you know, as a, as a coach, you're always looking at, at the transfer piece. Of, you know, how are these guys going to fit into your team? I mean, it's ultimately, it's a team game, and, and you have to play together and play as a team. And, you know, so we, when we go out and we're looking for guys to bring in like that, that's, that's what we're looking for. You know, obviously these guys are individuals and they want to do the best they can do for themselves. But I want, I want guys to come in and play for Cincinnati football. And, and these guys, uh, they've all done that. And I think that, but that is the challenge. Um, we brought several in in January and then obviously the, the rest uh, this summer. The guys that come in the summer have some catching up to do. Um, they've done a good job with that in the month of June. And, you know, to, to get acclimated to what we, how we work in the weight room, how we do our things, and then also what we do offensively and defensively in the kicking game. Um, I, I like our mix of players that we've brought in. Um, I, I feel like most all the guys that we've brought in will, will help us this year, will play, uh, that will, you know, if not start, they'll, they'll have extensive roles um, through our football team at, at a lot of different positions. Um, you know, you don't normally like to, to have that many come through the portal, but, you know, in the transition, we had a lot of players leave, and so you have to be able to fill those needs to be competitive. All right, we'll go far left, four for all. Uh, Danny Davis, Austin American Statesman. Um, Scott, just kind of your overall impressions so far about Big 12 Media Days and your experience here and what you think you'll see from the conference this year. Yeah, I think it's been awesome. You know, the last four years in the ACC, um, you know, we did it uh, at a hotel venue. I, I love doing it at this venue here. Um, this is um, where most of our players aspire to be playing on Sundays. And the fact uh, to be able to bring our players into this venue um, and, and, man, what a great turnout here with all the media presence. I, I think it's, an, um, it's been tremendous for me to be a part of this, um, for our players to be a part of this. Um, I, think, um, I think it's a home run. And, and, you know, part of that for us and our school to be able to come to this new conference, such a competitive conference, this is just kind of the start of it, um, that, that kick things off, um, you know, for us. And, man, it's, it, very impressed, um, you know, about so far about what's what's going on with this conference. And now for us, you know, our first Big 12 games, Oklahoma coming to, to Nippert and playing at Cincinnati, that's that's going to be an outstanding game, uh, at great atmosphere, one of the best stadiums in the country um, to host a football game and one of the harder places to come play. So, um, yeah, we're, we're very excited about it. Center left, fourth row. Hey, Coach, Justin Williams from The Athletic. The off-the-field transition to the Big 12 still take a couple of years, right, in terms of revenue and becoming a full member. 
What about on the field? How do you view that timeline to, to being competitive in the conference? And is it fair to expect the four newcomers to be competitive before they're technically full revenue members? Well, according to the media, not not going to be competitive, I think. <laughs> and most of us voted pretty low. But uh, I, I think it's, uh, it, it's that's, that's the interesting thing, right? I mean, we're bringing four, four schools in. I think they're all four schools are outstanding football programs. Um, I do think all four schools will be competitive in this league. I, I think, you know, one of the great things about this, this conference is uh, the parity from top to bottom. Uh, you know, from the teams that are, you know, last year, some, the, some of the teams that were at, at the bottom could beat the teams that are at the top. I mean, you know, you just got to show up and play on that particular day. Uh, you know, the thing that, uh, you know, as a, as a newcomer into the league, you don't know the makeup of the teams. You know, we haven't played in this league. We haven't played, you know, the teams that are in this league. You know, so you don't really understand um, the ins and outs of the teams that we're getting ready to play. Uh, the, the travel piece is going to be different. You know, we're, we have teams all over the country in different time zones. I mean, so that's going to be different. You know, if you have to play on a short week, um, you know, those type things are, are going to be things that we're going we're to have to learn. You know, so I think you mentioned in the revenue piece, that's going to take a few years. You know, I also think that, you know, really understanding the league is going to take a few years. And, you know, for us now at the Power 5 level in the Big 12, you know, we're out telling and selling recruits, hey, this is where we're headed. This is where we're going. You know, we haven't played a game there yet. You know, so I do think that's going to take a few years, you know, and, and sort of that to get ingrained into, um, you know, high school players and coaches to say, you know, now they're, they're, they're playing at the highest level of football in one of the best leagues in the, in the country. So, I mean, I think that, that it will take time. I mean, there's no question about it. Um, but we're also in a world of, of the football world where you don't have a lot of time. <laughs> you got to be good now. And so, uh, you know, so for us trying to get the best players we can get to come play for us and be a part of our program, you know, that, that is the challenge in itself. So, yeah, but we are, we are excited about it and um, can't wait to get this started. We'll go far right, midway. Matt Biamonte, KSL Sports. Your first conference road trip is uh, at BYU, long trip from Cincinnati. How challenging will that trip be on a short week? Uh, extremely. You know, that, 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 you know, when I looked at our schedule, uh, that's the first thing that stood out. You know, I, number one is I hate playing on short weeks. I, I don't like it. I don't think... Um, you know, I don't know anybody that really likes it. The players don't like it. The coaches don't like it. Um, you know, it's tough to, to, to bounce back, win or lose, um, and play the next week, particularly on the road. You know, we, we have to – we have a lots of long trip for us. Um, and, I, and that's going to be a night game, you know, I think maybe 10.30 Eastern time, you know, on that Friday night. And, uh, you know, and we know that's a hostile environment, you know, going out to BYU. You've got a great football team and, and, a, and a great great fan support there. So. Um, that's going to be extreme challenging, you know, to come out there right after you play Oklahoma and, and have to leave out on a, on a Thursday um, to go out there and play them. So, but you know what, we'll take that. We're taking it one week at a time. When after we after the Oklahoma game, we'll have a plan in place to to get as prepared as possible to go out there and play BYU. Center right, front row. Neil Meyer with the front office news. You mentioned the transfers earlier. Uh, just talk about the additions of Daniel Grizziak and Jordan Young on that defense that returned so much experience and guys like Dante Corleone, Jawan Briggs, Malik Van. Yeah, I mean, DG and, and Jordan Young, I mean, both of those guys, um, they're, they're really good football players. I mean, DG's a guy, man, he, he, he got a great attitude. Every single day he brings it with a smile on his face, working extremely hard. What a, he's a big-time leader for us, even though he just got here in January. Um, you know, he'll be an outside backer for us coming off the edge. Very productive player at Utah State. 
Um, you know, I'm really excited about watching him play this fall. Um, you know, and Jordan's a, you know, a guy that came come in from Florida. Um, didn't play a ton at Florida, but has a lot of talent, a lot of ability. Um, you know, will be a you know a really good corner for us, and potentially in, inside playing a little bit in the nickel position. Um, adding those two guys along with what we have at the defensive line. I, I mean, obviously, our strength is a defensive line on our football team. You know, a couple of guys that are here with us uh, today. Uh, you know, plug that middle up, allow our linebackers to run and make plays. You know, we're a, we're a three-four scheme, and you know they allow those linebackers to go make plays. Pace will be a, a great player. We're, we've moved Pace down to the outside backer, um, to the field side to utilize his athleticism, be able to bring him off the edge, also to drop him in coverage, uh, do a lot of different things with him. He's a very versatile player. Excited to watch him. I think he can have a, a breakout year at that position as well. So. Um, really excited about our, you know, our, our, our defense and, and what they're going to bring to the table this year. All right, there is a part of Scott Satterfield, Big 12 Media Day. Again, a, a historic time for the University of Cincinnati embarking into the Big 12. And uh, Media Day's is uh, wrapping up soon from, uh, from Dallas. And uh, the Bearcats' next stop, Camp Higher Ground, for a preseason camp. And the uh, season will be here before you know it, September 2nd. Eastern Kentucky comes into Nippert Stadium. Let's break. Let's come back. Let's get to the Reds. Let's talk second half. We'll talk first half and uh, a little dead or alive as well. Cincy 360, a service of Cincy Shirts, where, believe it or not, Austin, I just made an order from Cincy Shirts. What'd you get me? Uh, Nothing. Oh. On ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. Damn. Now your chance to win $1,000. All right, continuing on, hour number three, Cincy 360, a service of our good friends at Cincy Shirts. What'd you buy? On the home of the Bengals, ESPN 1530, Cincinnati's sports station. What'd you get, dude? Oh, I, I re-upped on the Let It Marinate collection. Mm. No, I'm just kidding. I uh, <laughs> I got a couple of the- uh, I know you better than that. I got a couple of the new red shirts. Okay. Run DLC. You got it before me, huh? Yes. Does now that you, mean I can still get it? No, you can't get it now because then it would be know. weird. Uh, then things get weird. Hopefully we like match on the same day. Sure. There's been a couple times. Mo and I have a few of the same shirts. Yeah. And we've just barely missed one another on mm. those. But the day it happens, everyone's going to make a big deal about it in the office. Yeah, we'll see what we can do. Look forward to it. Uh, here's what I look forward to. Please. Tomorrow night, Saturday, Sunday will be the uh, Cincinnati Reds hosting the Milwaukee Brewers. Now, uh, Austin, I said at the start of the show that I I find myself in situations like this sometimes kind of having to talk myself down yes. because I put so much weight on just what ends up being one series. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, at the back end of this, I literally have the three out of four that Milwaukee took from the Reds earlier in the year, and the Reds bounced back fine from that, whereas I thought that was the end of the Red season. Now, that was followed up with Ellie De La Cruz being called up and uh, Andrew Abbott's debut and, and a lot of positive things. And and there is still the question of Christian Encarnacion Strand and, and what that looks like in the second half of the season. But for the most part, I think the roster is getting closer. You're, you're looking at health from Hunter Green and Nick Lodolo. And I saw Charlie Goldsmith did like a, a Q&A on, on Twitter and I saw someone ask about the Reds with Hunter Green and Nick Lodolo, and he said last he heard the timeline was starting in July and gearing into August, and he's going to dig deeper. So when we talk to Charlie tomorrow, ideally, 
we can get an update on Hunter Green and Nick Lodolo. But for now, we do know at least the rotation going into the weekend. Again, it's not do or die. It would just be really nice if the Reds could figure out how to win a series against the Brewers. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, it's not much. You just got to win more than right. You just got to win more than one against. You don't them. need to sweep them. Just take two out of three at home. That's all I'm asking. Yes. Uh, rotation for the weekend. Corbin Burns will throw tomorrow night. The Reds obviously just saw Corbin Burns. He will throw against Graham Ashcraft. Are you surprised Graham Ashcraft gets the ball first out of the break? No. No, I'm not at all. I figured it was an opportunity. Be, I don't know how much it matters, first guy or second guy. I figured one of those two games would be Graham Ashcraft. Saturday will be Andrew Abbott versus Freddie Peralta. And Sunday, we pretty much had one and two in, in no particular order. The question was, who is that third starter coming out of the break? Ben Lively yes. is going to get the ball on that Sunday game against Adrian Hauser. Which I think is the right decision. Hauser. For the Brewers. For the Brewers. So that is your Reds rotation for the weekend. We've talked about the magnitude of a series against Milwaukee. If we look at the first half of the Reds season, ESPN handed out grades to every team in baseball. Um, Braves received an A+. Mm-hmm. I don't think there is any surprise there. The Cincinnati Reds received... And A, the question was, is Ellie De La Cruz the greatest show on earth? Hmm. It said, well, there's still a world where Otani exists, and Acuna Jr. Uh, is putting up historic power speed season. So for now, Ellie De La Cruz is the most exciting show east of the Mississippi and north of Atlanta. We'll take that for now. It's not bad. It's um, a good chunk of the country. Yeah, just the raw power, uh, the body type, the speed, everything that goes along with his game. And not to mention him being called up, started a um, red streak that in, in, entailed a 12-game winning streak. 23-8 and eight total. 23-8. and eight. Uh, Friedel, Fraley, McLean, Steer, huge contributors. It says this, as fun as the first half has been, cannot get an A-plus since the starting pitching has been atrocious. Yes. 28 in the majors with a 5-6-9 ERA. That must step up. In the second half, only um, let's see, three, four, only four other teams received an A: the Reds, Marlins, Rangers, Diamondbacks, Tampa Bay. Uh, you get an A plus from the Braves, A minus from uh, the Baltimore Orioles, and then everyone else is in that B range. So the national media viewing what the Reds did as special. How do you view? Let's just do a couple of these. Who's your first half MVP? Spencer Steer. I lean Spencer Steer over Ellie because Spencer Steer has meant more, I think, from a lineup standpoint to this team. Yeah, and I, I think outfield, third, exactly. first, what he's able to do, the versatility. And look, we, we talk about the wow moments. If if you're picking moments from the first half, Ellie's gonna have most of them. Uh, but some big-time hits from Spencer Steer. Big-time hits from Spencer Steer. You think about the walk-off uh, on Taylor Swift night when they were robbed at a play at home plate and should have been called interference or blocking the plate, and they didn't, and Spencer puts one on, on the surface of the moon. But, I mean, there was a point in the game where Je- – a point in the season where Jeff Brantley said the Reds have found their first baseman of the future. Mm-hmm. And then Spencer Steer says, hey, I'll play left. 
if right. you need me to play left field. And he's done that, and he's done that really well. And he's been consistent all season long, 14 homers, 90 hits total already in 325 at-bats, uh, hitting 277. He's driven in 51 runs. He's stolen nine bases as well, slugging up over 475. So uh, for me, it's Spencer Steer in, in, in no small part due to the fact that he said, yeah, I'll move to left field. Look, that's big. This is hard because you could have Matt McClain conversations, Ellie De La Cruz. I think TJ Friedel is mm-hmm. up there as well. Yes. Um, I, I don't think anyone would would argue Cy Young candidate for the Reds would be Andrew Abbott. I mean, I guess if you're giving that out, who's the best pitcher on the Reds? Is it Abbott or is it Diaz? Uh, I think it's Alexis Diaz. Okay. Yeah. Comeback player. I, I, the way I put it was pitcher pitcher of the year, reliever of the year. Um, so, obviously, Abbott would be my pitcher of the sure. year. Diaz, obviously, the reliever. Uh, comeback player of the year. I know that we have talked about this dude a lot. Um, but for me, it actually is Jonathan India. And um, I, know that he has, I know that he has struggled in recent weeks. But he played just 91 games last year. And did not look good at all doing it. I mean, last year he hit just 249. He struck out a bunch in in just those uh, those games that he played in. So for me, um, yeah, I, Jonathan India hitting 269. He has driven in a lot of runs. 69 runs batted in, um, or excuse me, 49 runs batted in. And um, 13 home runs already this season, including 17 doubles. And what he did at the beginning of the season with them at the leadoff spot to help keep them kind of, you know, in yeah. in contention, for me, it's Jonathan India. It's Will Benson for me. Okay. For everything that is Will Benson has meant since going down and, and coming back up and the walk-offs and just a steady force uh, for this team. Um, rookie of the year. Probably the hardest one. Not, I would not still, to me. El, is Ellie? No. Wow. Matt McClain. Okay. Because why? The dude's hitting 300. He came into the big leagues. He really hasn't slumped whatsoever. He has had multiple walk-off hits. He's hit for power. He's been clutch when they needed him. Uh, the, the ability to hit extra bases, 16 doubles already this year, four triples. I mean, that's 20 extra base hits right there, and then you add in the seven home runs. I mean – 30 27 of his 64 hits have gone for extra bases slugging 512 uh stolen seven bases as well he's only struck out 64 times like to me it's not even a question but you mentioned him hitting 300 i don't think people have even thought ellie's been red hot yet and he's hitting 325 mm-hmm. now smaller sample size sure but i i just i don't think it can go without what he's done from a rookie standpoint with the team winning around it let me add one more and I, I don't know we, we might have missed some who is the leader of this Reds team if you had to pick one from a player standpoint not a coach hmm. from a player standpoint is it what everyone thinks and sees on the outside in Jonathan India or is it a guy like Votto at this point yeah I wonder if it's Joey Votto I, I think he's more outspoken than he has been in the past and I don't know what he's like in the clubhouse but he seems more outspoken and more appreciative of the the moment that he's in, maybe than he was in the past. More eager to help other people. Uh, so to me, it it feels like he's the leader of this team. And and I almost wonder, in a way, too, if there is a 
like a leadership aspect to a Will Benson as well. Sure. Because of, you know, just the excitement that he brings to the team, that walk-off home run, how he's very well-liked within the clubhouse and has just quietly put together a really, really good season after going down to AAA and coming back up. Votto's done that so much. Like, you know, the game he gets pinch hit for, Stevenson hits the home run, Votto's the first one on the stair. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just the overall joy when Joey Votto does something at the plate of the rest of the team, I think shows how, how much he carries in the clubhouse. Yeah, and, and he said when he was about to come back, like, I have to be able to to do what these guys do. I have to be able to run. Yeah. I have to be able to steal bases, and I have to be aggressive. Like, I have to fit into their team. They don't have to fit into my team. And the effort in which he has put forth to do that has been really fun to it's see. It's been fun. Uh, let's break. Let's come back and play a couple rounds of Dead or Alive. Let's go. And then we'll get to Mo Egger. Quick hits, locks wait. of the night. It's Cincy 360, a service of Cincy Shirts on ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station. When you win. All right, here we go. You've waited. Now it's here. It's the Cincy 360 version of Dead or Alive. As we head to the second half of the season, getting underway tomorrow, Major League Baseball. We're a service of Cincy shirts, and it's very simple. I'll give you a team. Tell me if they're dead. You tell me if they're still alive. Is there still a heartbeat? For some of these teams, very simply put, dead, alive. Copy. And what brought this up, the the St. Louis Cardinals essentially came out and said, hey, we're done. (laughs) We're out. Everything that we do from this point on is what? For next year. There it is right here. Thank you. Uh, St. Louis is out. They've moved on to next year. But there are teams hanging in the balance, in my opinion, that are kind of on that borderline of do you push the chips in, do you push the chips out? Let's look at a couple of those teams. Awesome. Let me start with this one uh, because the Mets have already come out and said, look, we're we're still going for this. Mm-hmm. How about the team just ahead of the Mets? How about the San Diego Padres, six Ooh. games back in the wild card? Yes. Star-studded roster. Yes. It feels like at this point, eight and a half back in the West, that it's a wild card slot for Mm -hmm. San Diego. Mm -hmm. But at just six games back, is San Diego dead or alive? I think San Diego is alive. I do too. There's just something about that lineup that if they start clicking. Right. They got a ton of talent. Pitching is good enough, I think. They can go win 16 out of 20. Right. Something like that. Um, Chicago Cubs. (laughs) Dead. Way dead? Uh, Yeah. I mean, they're on a ventilator. On the ventilator. Yeah. Wow. Yep. How about that? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's look at a couple teams in the American League. Sure. Uh, the Toronto Blue Jays. Are seven. you going to give your opinion on any of these? Uh, Sure. I think, the, I think the Padres are alive. I think the Cubs are also dead. Okay. Thank you. Toronto, the American League is hard because the Orioles and the Blue Jays currently possess – Wild card spots. Mm-hmm. Toronto also plays against the Yankees, Red Sox, Orioles, and Rays more than anyone. Is Toronto still alive in your standpoint? Yes, I think they are. Not for the AL East, but for the wild card. Yeah, I, I think, I think 
No, actually, I think they're dead. Oh, yeah. Because I'm looking at the rest of it. I'm I'm the same way. I, I, I think I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt to Sean Casey in the New wow. York Yankees that they're going to figure out how to hit. And I think that uh, they will get that last spot. That's my next spot, the New York Yankees, because Buster Olney came out last night, and he says that right now his favorite to land Shohei this season is the Yankees. Now that would be fun. because he And he says this. He says, you've got guys in their prime, and Garrett Cole, Aaron Judge, um, Otani is right up there with Garrett Cole, and he's right up there as a hitter with – Aaron Judge, mm-hmm. he's also favorable in that short porch for lefties in, in Yankee Stadium. It's true. Yankees you, you to me are still – break the record as a Yankee. Yankees to me are still alive. Yes, I agree. I agree with that. So, to me, it's like, okay, well, if the Yankees are alive, then one of those two teams, Houston or Toronto, has to be dead. Uh, I I think Houston's too good yeah. to be dead. Me too. Um, in the AL Central, I don't think any of these teams have a shot at a wild card. So you've got to win the Central. Yes. Which of the teams out of the Guardians and the Twins are most alive for you? Minnesota. Because of their pitching? No, just because I don't like Cleveland. Okay. Uh, I think Guardians dead, Minnesota alive. Okay, so we haven't differed on anything yet. AL West is very interesting because you still have teams, like the Seattle Mariners are only four back in the wild card. Mm-hmm. Houston has a wild card spot already. But can the Rangers continue at this pace? They lose Jacob DeGrom. They lost uh, 7 out of 10 going into the break. Mm-hmm. So not the best going into the break, which, which shrunk that margin for Houston, Seattle, and L.A. You already mentioned that you think Houston is alive. Yeah. Is Seattle alive? No, I believe they are dead. I think they're I, alive. I think Houston wins that division and Texas holds on enough to be a wild card team. Okay. So I, I don't think Seattle has been consistent enough all year long uh, to do it. I mean, they did win seven of their last ten going into the All-Star break. We know what Luis Castillo has struggled on the road at times this year. Their hitting has not been consistent. Julio Rodriguez uh, did not have the season that they wanted him to have or hoped for him to have at the beginning of the year, so I'm going to say they're dead. All right, let me go a couple rapid-fire to finish Dead here. as a doornail. Angels so dead? Yes. One and nine going into the break, not Sad. great. Um, Arizona. Very much, very much alive. Can they keep up what they did in the first half? Yes. San Francisco Giants. Yes. Two and a half back in the division, and uh, alive, alive in the wild. Very much alive. Mm-hmm. All right, good deal. Philadelphia, by the way, Philly is alive and Philly, well. Philly might, Philly might make a run. Great, great um, finish to the first half from the Philadelphia Philly. Phillies. Philly and Miami in the second half will be a fun race. Do you agree with the Mets? In the Mets saying that we're still alive? Uh, no, and that's what I was going to say. John Smoltz during the All-Star game said he thinks the Mets are alive. He thinks the Mets absolutely have it in them to make a run. I don't see it happening. Hmm. I think they're dead. Very nice. DRT, dead right there. There it is. And uh, we're moving on to Mo Egger. Who's very much alive. He's alive. He's ready to go on this Thursday edition of Quick Hits and Locks of the Night to finish off Cincy 360 on ESPN 1530, a service of Cincy Shirts. The Cincinnati Sports Station. It's time for Cincy 360 Quick Hits on ESPN 1530. Here we go. It's Cincy 360. It's Quick Hits. And it's a favorable locks of the night if you took FC Cincinnati last night. Yep. Um, what a game. 0-46-6. Yeah. All time when trailing at the half. I would have never believed that stat until Tommy G said it. You have a fill-in coach. You're down one nothing. 
you have an extraordinarily short bench, and you come back and not just salvage a point, but win the game. And felt like they needed it. Yeah. A loss, back to, and, and back-to-back yeah. draws. It's like, are they reeling a little bit? And it felt that way for most of the night. Like, all right, this is like a little bit of a lull now. Yeah. And, and then you uh, worry, you know, okay, U.S. men's national team loses. You hate to see it, but Brandon Vasquez, Matt Miazga come back. Yeah. All good news. Sorry. Watch out with your microphone there. All good news for <laughs> FC Cincinnati. Uh, the good news for our I'm, listeners. I'm always hearing about how good the U.S. men's national team is going to be. Yeah. And then anytime I start to pay attention. That was lose. their B or C team, I was told. Okay, fine. That's what Austin said. Yeah. It, Developmental tournament. Okay, cool. Uh, but, you know, like World Cup, what yeah. happened there? They got a, they didn't I mean, make they were pretty once. good. Did they, they were pretty did, good. Did they make the knockout stage? They did not. Mm. So we're not one of the best 16? For that. So, so this is the American way still, now? I still think 13th in the world rank. Right now. Oh, that's neat. What that, happened to that, number one? That gets, that's good casuals excited. I don't think we've ever been number one. 13th in the world is what we're striving for? I think the yeah. highest we've ever been is like eighth. This is America, man. Thank you, Mo. Yeah, we don't play <laughs> soccer here. We Mo, have the number you, one football I, team in the world. I'm just joking. What are, you, what are you doing on your show today, Mo? Well, Austin and I just had this brief conversation, and I, I might spend some time on it today. The uh, 2024 red schedule has been released. Mm -hmm. And they'll have opening day against the Washington Nationals on March the 28th. Yes. Do you hand out World Series rings that day? Great, great point. Or do you wait to Saturday? Because they'll they'll raise the banner. Mm -hmm. They'll right. raise the flag on yeah. opening day. Do If you hand out the World Series championship rings on right. opening day, does that sort of overshadow the rest of the opening day yeah, ceremonies? I would do it opening night. And do we remember how they did it in 91? That's... Right. The, the question that, that I have. I would go opening night. Uh, opening night? Okay. Yeah. Is that that first Saturday? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we're going to, you know, we're going to spend some time on sure. uh, on that amazing topic. You can't convince me that the strategy in the second half of the season to make the starting pitching better is simply hope that Green and Lodolo are healthy. Agreed. What are we doing? Agreed. Uh, do you want Joey Votto back in 2024? Great we will question. spend some time on that. We'll go to a Dallas Big 12 media days. Still happening. Evan Prater's a receiver now. What do you think about that? I think it's the right move. Agreed. I think it shows their clear trajectory going forward. I think every once in a while we should move some people around here to different positions. But again, <laughs> I it, put Tom Horan on the board. I hate to say this, Mo. <laughs> none of it matters, in my opinion, if they don't get anything at quarterback. Yeah, that's what it's all. I mean, we could you could shift it every way you want. You could talk about all these other positions. What's Emory Jones going to be in modern college football? Mm -hmm. Like. To me, this is, and you you could you could speak to this far better than I. I think in the NFL, you can get by with okay quarterback play. Sure, I think you can. Can't I do it in college. I don't think you can in college. I don't think you can get by with okay quarterback play. Yeah. Ben Bryant last year was, I think, a little bit better than okay. I don't think now in a better league. I don't think you can get by with okay quarterback play. Yeah, I agree. He, he doesn't have to be. You in 2009, compliment. How about that? It's got to be better than I think a lot of his fear he's going to be. Yeah. What uh? What do you you make of the the magnitude of this weekend series? Because everyone, every time I talk about magnitude, I get pushed back with, oh, it's a long series, it's a long season. Isn't there something to just mentally beating the Brewers that you eventually got to get over? You get six more chances at them. Like I'm not saying it's make or break for these three coming out. But it'd go a long way to win two out of three against this Brewers team. I kind of view this as a race to 91. Mm -hmm. Or a race to 90. And the Brewers and Reds both have very tough schedules coming out of the break. Yeah, so to me, it's a race to 90 wins. They have 50, they're 50 and 41. Let's get to 90 wins. Got to win 40 games. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, is it easier to get to 40 if you get two this weekend? Yeah, sure. So I think the I don't think either one of these two teams is really capable from capable of just pushing the other one in the dust of running away with it. Mm-hmm. I think this is a race to 90. I think 90 does it. Uh, so if the Reds, let's do the math here. 41 games left. If they if the 71 games left, they win 40. They go 40 and 31. So going 40 and 31, let's say you get two out of three this weekend, suddenly then you just have to go 38 and 30. Start feeling pretty good. Easy. Got a chance. So I don't know if it's a mental thing because they only play the Brewers one more series after this one, but I I think it's just 71 games to go, got to go win 40 more, start this weekend. Can we talk real quick about the uh, Secret Service officially (laughs) finding no one responsible for the bag of cocaine left in a highly trafficked area of one of the most secure places on earth, and yet no prints, no DNA, and no camera caught someone with a bag of cocaine. Do we find that at all in the White questionable? House? In the White House. And, and let me in just. In a highly trafficked, not in a safe, right. not in the corner of a bedroom where you can't get into, in a highly trafficked in the White area. House. In the White House. What are we doing? The most secure building in the United States of America. And I'm just the supposed White to say, House. yes, I can see that. The White House. Now we know why they call it White House. Yes. Oh, man. Right? The in, the in the White House, we can't figure out who had the bag of Coke. So, so confused. We're going to be told to stick to sports. And yet, here we are. Uh, it's the White House, man. Yeah. It's why. It, it's. God. I would be afraid to go pee in the White House. Correct. That was all year long at the White House, is what I'm being told. Locks of the night, please. Hey, Degenerates. It's time for Locks of the Night, presented by Cincy Shirts. Visit either store in Hyde Park or on Dixie Highway in Fort Mitchell and always online at cincyshirts.com. Now, let's make you some money. I bet you there's a lot of folks out there right now that are wishing the Secret Service would look into some of their (laughs) crimes. Oh, can't find anything. You're good to go. Does that now go into, is it like dead forever? Is it a cold case? Is it an unsolved mystery that Netflix will do a documentary on in a couple years? How does it play out? You know what? Did I'm you watch any of the quarterback away. on Netflix? Uh, no, but I, I want hate to. to say it. I want to. You'll you'll walk away liking Patrick Mahomes. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. I don't have a problem with that. No, but I know as as like a rivalry. Mahomes. I love the rivalry. Yeah, and I thought there was nothing wrong with what he said in the clip on it. Of look, I think we match up better against Buffalo, but I want Cincinnati because yeah. we haven't beat them and they talk. What competitor's not going to say that? Thank you. It's one thing to have a rivalry with a team like the Steelers and dislike a disgusting individual like Ben Roethlisberger. Wow. It's another thing to have a rivalry with the Chiefs and at least be able to respect Patrick Mahomes. If Roger Goodell said, you know what, I'm going to shake things up. I'm taking Burrow and putting him in Kansas City, and I'm taking Mahomes and putting him in Cincinnati. (laughs) Do you know who would love Patrick Mahomes? Us. And do you know who would love uh, Joe Burrow? Them. Patrick Mahomes seems like a pretty good dude, and he's immensely fun to watch. Yeah. And I love the fact that arguably the best player in the sport and the signature face of the league right mm-hmm. now has a rivalry with yeah. our team. Speaking of that rivalry, I'd like if DeAndre Hopkins could just sign elsewhere already and stop be, waiting for the Chiefs. Uh, they, they say on days like this, you got to dig deep, Mo. Are you? And I'm, I'm, I'm digging to about seven minutes from now. Okay. I like the Cavaliers to trounce oh, the Chicago Bulls at the Thomas and Mack Center in Las Vegas, Nevada. Clown. Give me the Cavs over the Bulls. Clown. How many Chicago Bulls summer league players can you name, Austin? <laughs> None. Okay, so then don't get mad. Yes, thank right? you. What do you have to counter it? Yep. What do you have to counter what? that? I'm just saying he's just picking on the Bulls. No, that's I'm all. not. He, he, he gave a how pick. Many, how many can Tony name? 
I, I'm looking he's at what put, Cleveland has done. He's putting money on them. I'm looking at how what many, Cleveland's done in the summer league. I like them right now. How many players between those two teams can you name? They have a common opponent. How many players on those two teams can you name? The Cavs beat Memphis by okay, 23 and Memphis beat, beat Chicago by 7. That answers That's the question. a common opponent. Do the math. What do you like, Mo? <laughs> the Chicago Bulls. <laughs> In this uh, big summer league game that starts in six minutes, like them to cover the number against the Cavs. Cavs, I think organizationally, still a bit of a mental block after what okay. happened against the Knicks. Sure. Yeah, of course. Sure. By the way, we have to make a correction. The United States did make the knockout stage in oh, the did World we? Cup. Did, have we do? We lost to uh, the Netherlands. Was that the one um, they made the World Cup or when they didn't so qualify? And by the, the World way, Cup. you should have enjoyed the last couple nights with both games going to penalty kicks. Yeah, great. It's awesome. your favorite thing. I, for, for, for years, I get these these folks get in my face. They, they look like Apollo Creed with their. Well, oh, they pat I, you on the head. I believe we will oh, win. Mo. Well, why? We never do. <laughs> the best we can do is finish in 16th place in the knockout stage. We're losing to the Dutch. Huh? They're pretty good. So we did make the knockout stage? Yes. Yeah. Lost, I, lost I, three to one. I don't remember that because the World Cup was in November and yeah. there's other stuff going on that I care about more. That game thanks happened to, uh, on December 3rd. Thanks to Skyline Chile and Cincy Shirts. I did watch the game <laughs> against England. That was cool. Sure. It was great. It was, yeah. it was a fun game. Yeah. Thanks to callers listening like and talking. Zero, zero. No, stop. Here comes the U.S. men's team. Oh, yeah? We can't get out of the CONCACAF Gold Cup Group C Stage 2. Yeah. We can't do that? Most of all, even though he called me slow and he turned down my pass to get some Jordan gear, thanks for Wes Miller for joining the show yeah, today. Yeah, he was great. Today. Wes was awesome. I heard that. that I like uh, Wes. Took a shot at a guy, Joe Frederick, but awesome nonetheless. We're done. Mo Egger is next. It's the Mo Egger Show on ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station.